13 years almost to the day. Started up the podcast and it all went away. The game of Willie's Nicky Splats. Could there ever be a return to that? Oh, Nicky C. ideal place to start it did you so. did you ever see that film which i think i which i saw when i was way too young i saw it when i was around nine or ten which was like this film about um a girl and her friends who discovered a crossbow and then just proceeded to hide in wardrobes and like no spy on their <laughs> parents and their siblings <clears throat> with a crossbow and then they just when the sister discovered them they looked through the keyhole and went oh look and then she shot her through the eye with the crossbow right maybe we won't start on this bit <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> you know this is you know i was just thinking to you today that it's 13 years ago we were just back from avatar there's an avatar movie in the cinema right now and we're back podcasting oh my god but starting off with was it avatar 13 years ago yeah yeah because we started this we started this about 15 14 15 maybe it was 14 the, so no 2009 january 2009 right, we so recorded four, the first years, yeah. one so yeah oh my god well yeah, that would have been the following christmas we were at we went to see avatar we don't yeah, and now we're here. We are back again, and much like Avatar, they had thirteen years to write a new script, and it was it's garbage. And we're coming back with this obscure <laughs> crossbow in the wardrobe movie. As the opening well, of the I new think show. that's the way to go. Like <clears throat> yeah, I don't, well, I, you know, part of me goes like, you know, if fitting. you if you overthink how you get into something, like I like on a daily basis now, I'm trying to work out what's me in. I'm scripting things. I'm trying to work mm. out things until they're absolutely perfect. Yeah. Beauty of nail pot will is we started in the middle of a conversation, never having to say or sorry. That's the yeah. <laughs> you know, sorry seems to be the hardest word. Big hit for yeah. blue, right? Yes. <laughs> we were probably back in the charts. <laughs> Actually, I always think that's like I I, I do think that, I don't know why I'm just thinking of you know Christmas related that toy show with the kid who absolutely enjoyed singing that jump for my love pointer sisters song. Was that a so the, was the, it a late late toy show thing? It was a late late toy oh, okay, show. Yeah. Like I'd say, hmm, like probably ten years ago, whenever Girls Aloud were around. Oh, that's got to be got to be, be our heyday of Nilpot at the same time. Sure. Maybe even before that, be. like because I think that song "Jump for Your Love" was used in Love, actually. Oh right, okay. You know your I, favorite I, film? Oh god, I think I've seen it once and maybe ten minutes of a second viewing, and that was it. No. You know the way that the pe- people talk about these festive films that they come around and watch over and over again. Mm. Says, Whenever it's on, I watch it. It's <laughs> flicking around and it's on. I'm stopping and I'm watching the whole thing. And you, I'll say to myself, <laughs> what I'll say is, I'll, I'll say, I'll watch 10 minutes. I watch 10, and you know what's happened? <laughs> I'm, I, you know I, I, I've finished the whole film. I've gone <laughs> to bed. The but there are people for whom love actually is that, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Love actually is 
the one of the creepiest films of all time. Maybe what, maybe not quite as creepy what's as the creepiest the, part for you in it. Because I've got mine lined up. I'll tell you mine, and then maybe you can, if you could think of one. Um, the not, creepiest not, part in it is Liam Neeson. Uh, his son, who talks like he's a, an adult, but he's yeah. seven or something, yeah, he's yeah, trying yeah. to meet a girl. And but Liam Neeson is grieving his wife, and at the end, he he kind of has this moment with some model who is it it's um Cla- claudia schiffer Schiff- yeah no, okay yeah, claudia schiffer yeah so but basically I, I might be wrong about this but i think i'm, I'm close enough but uh, in it you kind of realize that his wife died a month ago <laughs> in the film when he's sitting on claudia schiffer in the airport but there's just well, so you would though wouldn't you, you but know? The, you would it's what I mean, she'd want it's claudia schiffer it's <laughs> what she'd want. I mean, she was on my list <laughs> 90s reference friends <laughs> <laughs> well, I swear to God, Your right? list has Natalie and Brulia five times on it. Uh, <laughs> well remembered. Uh, Denise Van Outen. Yeah, number oh, six. yeah, exactly. I am neither. I mean, it's Natalie and Brulia still. Like, yeah. But Denise Van Outen. She, she's off the list now. Off the list yeah, now. Yeah. It's fine. It's grand. Replaced with a bunch of waifish, uh, you know, indie music stars. On the Your bike. Kate LeVons. Your, your Kate, Angel yeah. Olsen. Yeah, yeah. I've got. <laughs> still Cat Power. Still Cat Power. Cat maybe Power, yeah. maybe Cat Power 10 years ago. Oof, it's so creepy. Oh. It's like the whole Richard Herring thing is, you know, would it be okay to have um, relations a <laughs> with a robot that looked like your wife? And everyone says, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but what about if it was your wife when you first met her? And it's right. one of the creepiest things. But I mean, it is going to be the moral conundrum when robots are freely walking amongst yeah, us. Yeah, but, well, who would you have made? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, like dude, what I'm, what I, what I'm thinking is homunculus. <laughs> the only way to go. The only way to go is female homunculus, because otherwise, the only way it's. I, I mean, I don't know if you're like, say you dated. Um, again, I'm just. It's the young. I'm going hard PG on this. Right? I know. I know. So, I was going to mention it, but go on. Well, I can't do anything. I know that's what it is. But this like, is Nikki on a leash. Nikki on a leash. Know, yeah. Although in working my, for the man every night yeah. and day. No mention. That's uh, that is gonna uh, redacted. Yeah, redacted. Exactly. Um, <laughs> there's a bit. Uh, no, what? What? I can't. What was I? Yeah. So th- there's a part. You know, say you, you you've had you know a number of relations with different people, right? Like, <laughs> relations, you say. Relations, yeah, and on. you're like, um, like there's no the, that one person as a whole person is the thing that you liked, right? Okay. The idea of saying I like that person's hair. <laughs> And the nose of that one. Yeah. Actually, no, I well, just... Well, you really are being PG, actually. The nose. nose of that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, half of her nose. Yeah. But maybe... I liked her left ear. But the right one was all kinds of messed oh. up. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Nikki. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I'm just I'm so expecting a knock at the door anymore. You realise it at any point in time. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But I'm going by Kiki Knocklin all the way through Nikki, this, right? Less people listen to this than your kids' radio. So yeah. And fine. that is saying something. <laughs> No, no, no. It's all, we're, it, we're probably in double figures at this point. The creepiest bit of the um of love, actually, well, all of it. It's basically a male um fulfillment, f- wish fulfillment fantasy. Yeah. So there's like this man who goes over um like uh, Colin Firth and meets a beautiful subservient woman who's right. like the maid in the house that he's staying in where he's writing or something like that. Oh, Colin Firth. Okay, I was thinking and, of Andrew Lincoln for some reason. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, yeah, yeah. And he, for no reason whatsoever, they, um, for no reason whatsoever, like, you know, she falls in love with him. Okay. Even because though, the plot demands it. Because the plot yeah. demands it. Yeah. And then he goes to, like, 
the, the to where she lives and the entire Italian village is or Spanish village is chasing after. Her. And also right. it seems like it's it could be Italian or it could be Spanish. Like it's almost yeah. like a foreign. They do a bit of foreign. <laughs> and then there's make the, it international. But uh, Andrew Lincoln shows up at uh, this girl's uh, Kieran Knightley. Kieran Knightley and he's doing all these And he's got this kind of these signs yeah. where he's kind of dropping the signs and it's telling her that he he's crazy about her, he loves her. But hasn't she just gotten married or something? Or yeah, he's telling her. Yeah, he's telling her on and, the sign. So is her husband or the, par- partner inside. He's trying to steal her from her, her new husband, yeah. and it's framed as this romantic thing. And he succeeds. Yeah, and, of course he does. And also, you don't want to see the real version of that of that uh, scene, you know. I, but I always think that like there's some films that like there's some there's films where there's a scene that's so good in the film, or there's an act there's a, there's a performance in the film that's so much better than the film that the film gets like a better pass. Right. And I think Emma Thompson has this amazing. And Al- Alan Rickman, is he yeah, they're a husband and yeah, wife. Yeah. Alan that was Rickman. the only bit that I found remotely yeah. touchable in it. But, but that's yeah. kind of it. But it's uh, but also there's this really weird scene where I think. Um, you know, what's his name? Martin, I was going to say Tim from The Office. Well, yeah, we know um, who you mean. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman and another person are... Um, from Gavin and Stacey. The, yeah. Uh, uh, the girl. Joanna Page or something. That's exactly that? it. Where the, I pulled that from. But they're, um, yeah, they're, they're make, they're like They're doing a porn, a soft porn movie, aren't they? I don't I mean, know what that would be, Will. Do you not? Well, let me, let me show you some videos on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> we just pause this now for a second. Okay. There you go. What's think of that? Good stuff, eh? <laughs> Why was that going into that? <laughs> Look, it's awkward that it was me in the video, but, you know, I figured we've known each other a long time. It was okay. I didn't know you had that much tongue, Will. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> it's all there in my Tinder profile. <laughs> if you'd bothered to look, if you hadn't swiped so quickly. Hard swipe. What, is it left or right, though, Will? I just don't what's, even know. It's the good one? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no! I, I went the I wrong way. I couldn't go on uh, a dating app. I just couldn't do it. Not, not that there's anything wrong with them. I would just be, I just couldn't get past the fact that, you know, maybe a student would see it. See, that's... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I think a lot of students are saying... And I don't know I would like, to get a tiger to I, I would like for the photo. well-preserved man in his 50s. Yes. Teacher. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, not mad at the teaching, but does it anyway. Yeah, because, I'm all right you know what I mean? It, you know? it's, as, as he says off and up, it's never what we really planned her. <laughs> No one, no one planned for this. No one planned for this as a job. Bass backwards into it, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and all the students are going, this, that's exactly the kind of man meat I want. <laughs> I really explained it to the person. There's loads of plosives on this. I'm going to have to, oh, really? I, okay. I'm going to take that thing there. Give me a second. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm just on the mic too much. You know me. I'm just, oh, give me a second. This okay. is uh, as a delicate operation that I will edit out later on. So yeah. Unscrew it the way you're, I love that the way you did that. There you go. And now I'll screw it on and we'll do the exact same thing. Um, I'm such a gimp. I really, really am. <laughs> um, I'll just do this before we talk anymore because I want to make sure it's all right. Um, your voice sounds wonderful, Will. Does it? Yeah, it actually does. Dulcet tone. I don't know whether the it's because... The velvet fog, Nikki. The velvet fog. I don't know whether it's because I'm, I'm, I'm the one with the headphones on or I'm so unused to hearing I'm, I'm I'm hearing I know why it is it's because I'm hearing my own voice at the same time this is the most that's not going to work Nick. that's not going to work <laughs> you're totally media that professional I don't know what the day one doing. of radio Nicky they teach you about the pop shield <laughs> put on the pop shield there you gotta um, get it in front of the mic get lost shut up Will <laughs> I'm the one who does this for a living now shut up <laughs> clearly been working from home for a while <laughs> yeah I've, in fairness have you not been back in? Uh, yeah, I go in maybe one or two days a week, but the rest of it I'm working from home. I find when I go in, I get absolutely nothing done. 
really? reality. Yeah, it's just getting up. But I just go in and chat with people. Um, not because I want to. Like I find because I still have to do all the work. So I'll come home and, and just do all the work. Do but, the work. Um, but it's uh, yeah, I find it ineffective to be in work. Is that bad of me? Did you not find that when you went back? Oh, I I, I find I'm at home. I'll just do anything but work. I just work. I'll, I'll do more when I go in. Than I think I, than I think I've gone. I've taken my level down a bit. Sounds okay. You can peek. Okay. You can you can you can lift it afterwards. It's fine. Um, I find that if I'm if I'm in work, I'm just thinking about the work that I need to get done at home because mm. I won't have to get it done get it done afterwards. No, uh, I, I'll try and get as much done as I can in work and then not do anything at home. Anyway, where have you been for the last ten years, Nikki? What's what was the last time? Well, not ten years. years. But what was the last? What was the last podcast we did? We recorded a no pod at ago? the very beginning of COVID. Oh, so I was possibly. One of the most miserable episodes of Nilpot was ever. It? Was it the one in the park? No, no. It was here. We recorded it remotely. We recorded one in the park. Beside, oh, yeah. We recorded one in the park around two, three years ago, which was in front of which was sitting down. Um, and an old man came along and started telling us about bees. Right. Remember yes. that? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. An old man started telling us about about his beekeeping and how important bees were and asked us to move because he was going to set up his bull game there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Um, but what was the miserable one? What was the we miserable we, I think we were in three or four weeks into COVID and everyone oh, okay. being locked at home. And I was sat in this room here and we talked to each other on the phone and recorded a nil pod. <laughs> and I sent you the audio. I don't know what I even put it out. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah I thought you would have done. Yeah, yeah. But I, I always think, um, yeah, I, I think... I was just in such a space of like, I don't know what's going on here. This is really, really weird. And I don't think either of us had no. a particularly easy go of it at that well, point. Well, I don't know. It wasn't that it was That new. was 208. That was that, was that the last was one? That 208? This is the longest gap between episodes. That's for sure. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I apologize, <laughs> not, but I've been, I've been like insanely busy. And also, as you say in your jingle for today, I mean, Nelpod's basically my liability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's where have I been? I've not been anywhere. I just have not been. We've not been working together no. anymore, and um, and we were finding it hard enough to actually. Yeah, meet I was just thinking on the way in. The in the midst you know, of like, like when in Orty, it like when I wasn't when I was in Dooley, it was, it was like, hard enough <laughs> to find so the time. The idea of me working in an entirely different place and also working in podcasts all day yeah, every yeah. day, and then like bus one's holiday recording a podcast of your own at home. That's not a but. The thing is, like, I mean, I said it to you. We, I had to go in and do a talk in Glashadulik there a few weeks back. I was totally making up the numbers. Like, Laura, who organized it, had this mm. idea that she was going to get Dermot Bannon in and the producer of his program. She's like, you know what, I need a third. And she's like, what goon can I get for, <laughs> for cheap? And <laughs> uh, uh, Nikki, will you do it? And I'm like, yeah. And she says, I'm not going to interview you. Can you just talk straight for an hour? And I'm like, you got the right man. <laughs> you did very well. I don't know that I did very well. I felt <laughs> really I just good. wittered on. And, and, there was loads of information. It was good. Just two, yeah, yeah. But that's what everyone was at the end of class. He there was a lot of information in that hour. Real info dump. Yeah, he he told us everything. I <laughs> there wasn't a word. I didn't I didn't have a second to get a word in edgeways. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of a little bit tired after listening to it. Can you did I have make a, break? a reference to uh, Window Licker by FX Twin, which is still the which, best song of all time, of course. But you know, there's no way anyone in that audience knew what you were talking about. You knew. Yeah, I knew. I what knew. what I loved about this is like I finished after an hour. Will comes up to say hello. I mentioned, by the way, in in the, in it, I said I wouldn't have the job I have today if it wasn't for Will McDermott. Well, I think a lot of people feel that way about me. Yeah, about exactly. <laughs> yeah, I left Dooling because of yes, Will. That's what exactly. I'm saying. <laughs> because at that time, yeah, was, listen, show me your winky once. Shame on me. Twice. Yeah, you're. I know yeah. now that in the workplace is wrong. Yeah, it should have just been in our own time, but you know, every day is a school day. 
I, I'm that feeling... was a school day. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling triggered right now. Just sitting there with you. I don't know. I am. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mentioned that and I've done this little talk and I finished it and I had to zoom off to another meeting because it wouldn't be me if I wasn't zooming to another meeting. But Will had made time to come up and tell me about the things in which my cultural references were off. <laughs> oh, you had about three of them. I can't remember what they were. They were very funny, I think though. I made a reference to I made a reference to window liquor. I think I referred to another TV program, which is in the early 2000s. And you're like... Yeah, Simon and Simon or something like that. Or... Yeah. <laughs> the early 2000s. So DJ like, and the Bear. So, as we young people like to listen to Manhunter, yeah. or Man, Man Eater. Everyone Man loves... Em- everyone loves Dukes of Hazard, right? Yeah. You know, that, I think that was exactly. how you opened the whole thing. You know, how I started my job was I got in the window of the car, <laughs> same as every other kid. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a sister who yeah. had un- very high buttocks. <laughs> And the, and the Confederate flag was not such an issue back then. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> yeah. um, well, um, what have you been? I mean, you've had an insane like you've been you've been like I feel I feel ill practiced. Like mm. sometimes when it came to Nilpod, because it was like it was a weekly thing or a bi-weekly or even a monthly thing, yeah, we yeah. had um, a shorthand into which we could drop. And I think we're moving towards it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I've got this weird like sort of like sort. Of, I'm just trying to. Just ease my way into it. Yeah, but you're also treading the the company line here with the you know there's always the Nikki factor the, on, the, like, on the on the T or A. I know, I know. But <laughs> I, I'm very good at, at, at pigs Latin. I know, very good. Yeah. Um, but sorry, what were we saying? That I, I don't know. I just I I think it'll take me. I I apologize if uh, this seems in any way stilted. It's because I'm like, oh man, I don't know how to do this anymore. Yeah. So don't be the game of Willie Stock in this one. That's <laughs> sorry. Another Orty, another Orty employee. Who's that? Oh, Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I always there's a picture I have that um there was a time myself and Harry and uh Becky went on and a bunch of us went over to ATP one mm-hmm. year, this festival over in the UK. And did Mike the, go to that with you? Was that that year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually it was that year. Mike did go. Oh, no, that was yeah, that was the year. It was but Mike went over um Mike and Fiacre. Right. Think was both. that the year Bell and Sebastian curated the whole thing? Or? No, it was okay. um it was uh what's um the Nick Cave band that's not Nick Cave Warren Ellis 33 oh, so 33 had curated but then okay. the, his um, is it I'm going I'm to say Cat Grinder his band I know who you mean but I don't think it's that it's oh I know what you mean yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry <laughs> yes I'm with you <laughs> um, he his band um, they, they, they played and it was it was actually genuinely amazing it was yeah. a really really good thing but the, we had this Vice magazine of do's and don'ts do you remember yes. another early 2000s uh, reference yeah. which dates me you know it was so edgy back then but it was basically just this picture of a kid wearing a purple coat in which they just took the absolute they, oh, like, like a toddler with a yeah, purple, they, purple they just trousers ripped the piss out of this yeah, toddler's yeah. coat and I send it to Harry on a regular basis because <laughs> anytime I just remember we were like in tears on the train back from this place this ATP place it just was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen <laughs> and um, I remember you, you showed it to me uh, yeah yeah, it's just some choice language. You couldn't see the kid's face. He was just oh, yeah, walking just, down the street, walking away. Just from walking the down the street, like being held, and he was wearing, yeah. bro, and it was basically just slagging the kid for being fat. Yeah, basically. As as a previous like fat a hipster kid, and a, a kid, basically that's that was the vibe that they were. But for some reason, I found it really really funny. But now I can't be mean to kids because I have kids. I don't that, want to be mean that, to kids. I never yeah, was mean. Be to mean kids. to other kids, surely. Yeah, that's what they're there for. <laughs> Is it? That's what they're there for. I really dislike other people. I don't actually. To be honest with you, my job now makes me like me kids all the time, and they are really good fun. I don't think I'd want Not to do all that. the time. Surely, 
we were interviewing some kids last week um and the, most of the kids were really good but i'm often taken aback by just how gruesome some kids like to be right, okay. like i don't know whether it's because there's a mic on them that they want to shock you right okay. but they'll often start talking about we were interviewing them about christmas stuff um apropos of nothing of or maybe it's because it's christmas <laughs> um and um they had obviously seen there's this film out at the moment with your man from uh stranger things Violent Christmas. Violent Christmas. Or or, Violent or Night. Violent Night. I yeah. think it's called Violent Night. Mm-hmm. And they'd clearly seen the poster, but had extrapolated the entire film from the poster and then decided to explain to me the right. entire plot of Violent Night without having, having seen it. And they were in first class. Right. So that kind of... But but I like I think I, I, what I found is there are some kids who get really snarky and I'm like, right. where did they get the snark from? I didn't, th- I didn't even know what snark was TV. when I was a kid. They yeah. From TV. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't imagine there were that many sassy children when I was... Was there, Were you a sassy child, Will? No, I was very, very quiet, shy child, yeah. I always think that there's... So there was a... When my, um, there was this person that used to... This this makes me sound an awful rich than I was, but it was because my mum was uh, was unwell. We had a person who came, like, every couple of weeks to help doing ironing and cleaning in our house. We had a cleaner. Yeah, as, as well as your au pair. I know that was a different time. That was a different time. And also the au pair. It was a different time. It was a different time. The au pair didn't have to do any of the course. Did she have to do the same time? Karen and Maria. Did they have to do hoovering? I imagine. They probably did have to do hoovering. It's a different world. We were like Prince and the Pauper here. Yeah. Will we posted into his triple bunk bed. Not Don't wait. Don't wait. Yeah, exactly. You just hear this noise. Pow. And that was just his dad coming up for breakfast. Um, I think that I, um, but but yeah, this woman, oh my god, Evelyn. So Evelyn was like, like quite good friends with my mum and was really really nice. And I'd have very long conversations with her anytime she'd come. How old were you, kid? Yeah. Like I would have said, the oldest when I maybe twelve. I would have said I was the oldest when Evelyn would have come to our house. You were twelve having long conversations with the cleaning lady. Yeah, I'd say she was going with this. So little weirdo ever feck off. I'm here to clean up after him and not have a I think this might ex- explain everything. Like kind of I would just everything he says. I now but like I anytime <laughs> did, did you ever wonder well you know, I can just imagine you. But <laughs> I was one of those kids who genuinely really enjoyed hanging out with adults. Like I really enjoyed the company of adults yeah. I like and talking to them switched when you got that bit older and you like hanging out with babies like yeah. Janine and now I, my entire job is hanging out with kids and interviewing there them there you go what's going on just not happy with people your own age no matter what end I, of it you're at I don't know I think that maybe maybe I need an uneven playing field no matter which side it's coming so. yeah, from yeah. the it power could, struggle with you but like in that I want to be I want to be the, the beta in any given situation <laughs> You know, always need a beta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, with Evelyn, I would talk about, I don't know what was going on in school, my thoughts about all kinds of different things. I would just chat away through. But my brother Gary bumped into him, I, uh, into her, I'd say 15 years later. And she right. said, how are you getting on? How's Nikki? I always worried about Nikki. <laughs> he was like, such a little weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> the, he just, he'd wanted to chat with me for literally hours. I just tried to do me work and get out. He could barely get the ironing done. But that was kind of the, the vibe. But like, she now works in Thunder's Bakery and it was very nice and any time I bumped into her. Uh, oh, in... There's one in Clantarf. There's All right, a few of them, but okay. I bumped into her a few times. I think she's just she amused. She probably shudders every time. We go, oh, here he's back. He's got a question. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever wonder about blah, 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 blah? Oh. Nikki, I kind of have to get on with the work yeah, here at the moment. Close up here, Nikki. Yeah, I'm, I'm just <laughs> trying like, to get home. 
you want me to help you? I'm like, there was, there's, a, there's, a, there's a colleague of ours, or erstwhile colleague of ours, who at one point was having a conversation with one of our friends. Mm-hmm. And the friend clearly had had enough of the conversation. They weren't angry or anything like that. They were just like, I think I've heard all I want to yeah, hear in this conversation and I'm going to leave. And the other person stood up and closed the door, like basically <laughs> walked around them to pull the door yeah. closed so as to say, you're not, not going, going anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> no. This is going to keep on going, <laughs> whether you like it or not. There's no escape. No, it's yeah. happening. No, can you imagine? Can you, just, yeah. That was you and Evelyn, I'm sure. Evelyn, just take your coat off there. We're just, we're not done here. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's me hanging out in Thunder's Bakery. And she's like, you know, uh, do you, you're celiac, I believe. So you, <laughs> you actually can't buy any of our cakes. You're like, yeah, yeah, cross-contamination and all. But another thing, uh, how do babies get made? <laughs> Don't you have two kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of fluked those. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> fluking the way. Is that how you do Find it? Find out you did it. I have questions for you. Yeah, I have questions for you. Oh, do you know what? I put my phone down somewhere. I, I have don't no have idea. his glasses. Oh, That's another sign of the time to tell you right there. Oh my there. god, my phone fell underneath. There we go. I've got it. It fell behind. <laughs> I, as we all have. Today we are doing a Christmas episode of Nilpod. I remember. Before we go into the questions, we, do you remember the time we did the staff do? Uh, I have great memories. Oh, yeah, with Adam and, and Dave, we went out to that Italian restaurant. Adam and Dave and me and Will went to like a, a, a restaurant on Parliament Street. Parliament Street and yeah. like an Italian restaurant on Parliament Street. I wore a grey cord shirt with a cowboy bootlace tie. That's right, you did. I, be, um, not because I thought what it was. What was the a, thing in there? Just thought it looked cool. No, really? No, <laughs> it didn't I, look bad, but it was when, just it was an, a surprising choice, shall we say, for you. I I've, I've told this story before. I was in I, I used to go on holidays to Enniston and in Clare or down to Clare in Clare. One year we went to Enniston and there was a market on, and there was this guy with cowboy boots, you know, and a day glow perm selling um, cowboy paraphernalia, stetsons, spurs, and he had this the bootlace tie with like um, a silver like medallion on it that was the thing you could tighten up your mm-hmm. your your tie buckle basically and the tie buckle it just and it just said um it listen live fast die young of course i was 10 <laughs> <laughs> well you hopefully you weren't gonna die young at 10 i, I would hope not for that. but myself and gary both bought them there is something about like it's it's the whole confederacy of dunces thing you know when you've mm. got a, a and i'm sure you've got i know your siblings are younger than your brothers are younger than you yeah, yeah. but did you ever feel like vindicated in a very bad decision by having another person on your side just doing it. Like, just, that sounds a bit weird. Um, you'd have to give me an example. What do you think? So, in this case, so myself and Gary both looked at each other and said, That looks cool. Right. And so we were both like, Yeah, that looks really cool. The one time we were on holidays in Spain, um, Gary just got really into Barcelona. <laughs> Not the place. He just loved the Barcelona kit. And so he bought the full Barcelona kit or had it bought for him. And then, wore it for the entire summer and I was like that looks cool Gary he's like it does look cool doesn't it most <laughs> of the time it's just kind of like it's like that you know your wingman who's telling you yeah. that like you're doing you're doing great work when you're clearly not I remember a mate of mine bought uh, like a Mac coat like a longish kind of oh, yeah. knee length like Mac a Macintosh coat. as opposed to a, an Apple, <laughs> an Apple yeah. Mac yeah and, uh, and I, for some reason I thought that looks good I'll get one of those yeah but so we were both wearing them at the same time, walking around like Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> not, not even that iconic, you know. It was just so a couple of dweebs as, in Max. As kind of, were you wearing clothes underneath the Max? Oh well, that's a different story. But uh, <laughs> but I think looking back at it, it seemed like 
the kind of coats that two middle-aged women would wear rather than oh, yeah. two 18, 19-year-old guys would wear. Yeah, Doreen and, and Wilhelmina. wore them for way too long and it was just... I had one of those. They were horrible. I found when I was... I remember being over in Wolverhampton in college and I was I was overweight and but and so... And I found this coat that was clearly taken from a dead person. Like it was, <laughs> it had this the stank of death. Like all an overcoat? Over. It was an overcoat, a very long overcoat, which is kind of like, it's stained on the inside. Right. You should have seen it after I wore it. <laughs> um, stained on the inside. And then, um, but like effectively waterproof on the outside, but it was all the way down to my ankles. And I just, what? it covered a lot. Was it supposed to be, or was it just for a much taller man? Did the sleeves fit you? Sleeves fit me. Yeah, no, so no, no. So this was, was purposely that long? It was a very long coat. And I thought wow. I looked the business in it. And I didn't have, like, and I was, I think I thought it was the business because it kind of concealed. Right. Like my, you know, my, my, my ample girth. <laughs> <laughs> and um, made me feel a little bit more confident about it. Right, okay. Um, I made a film in which I wore it almost the entire time called A1 Bosco. You've, I've heard about this uh, yeah. film. I've never seen it. You must have just looked like you were gliding along the ground. Or you? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, did you ever see the film Dark City? It was basically it's like that. a Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I would just float along. Um, there was, at one point in, in A1 Bosco, I, had, I, I, I think I told myself, A1 Bosco was a film that I made, a mm. short film that I made. That come, it's really funny. I did basically like spoof films for my final. Like I did a, mm. a, a documentary, but I did one which was trite which was like clearly a rip off of Brass Eye in which okay. um, our, my friend Mickey uh, played this person called Michael Trite and Michael Trite was this um, like kind of expose kind of right. uh, you know documentary maker um, and they had sort of rigged me up I was a chronically shy person and the chronically shy person was rigged up with a camera that allowed them to monitor so I actually walked around Wolverhampton wearing right, okay. a backpack but on my front with a camera with a fisheye lens in it. Okay. The fisheye lens is actually here. It's in close to us here at this okay. point in time. And I just walked around and just made an absolute fool of myself <laughs> for the entire time. And it was it. And, and I could it. So so I would go into a, a chipper and I had to ask for some chips. But I asked, I was looking for some chi- chip alata, but they thought chips. And so I said it really badly and they gave me chips. It was like, it was so poorly thought through. But it didn't. I just can't imagine you, you know, doing that in a shop. I just. I would have thought you would have died inside having to do that. No, I did it loads of places. Like I went into shops and I would just pick out, I pick off books and just would show them to the camera. And I was just like, I did it. I did it like. But would you have to involve like the people who work there? That's the bit. Oh, at one point they like I was rigged up. I had a mini disc and a tie clip microphone um, and they shot me on a camera from like quite a distance. And I had this backpack on in front of me as well with this camera quite clearly poking at the top of the fisheye (laughs) lens on top of it. And I was trying to buy... um, I was trying to buy something at a market stall, but it was like quite obvious that we were filming it. But this can't have been the era of very, very tiny cameras. Was this, this mini was DV? Nineteen ninety, yeah, mini DV. No, okay. it wasn't even mini DV. It was SVHS. Holy, they must have been huge. The cameras, massive. <laughs> yeah, it was massive. Like I think it was like a Super Eight camera I had in the bag. Yeah, yeah. But then it was an SVHS oh, okay. camera that was yeah, being yeah. shot from afar. Wow. But it was like, but I did really well in that. And I went, you know, I'll do another one. And the other one, the A One Bosco, was me being a. Uh, a superhero who got burnt on a gas hob and became and felt that I became a superhero right. secretly and I had to go to like this kind of um, AA meeting but it was for unconfirmed superheroes of course um, it yeah. was the 90s it was <laughs> but like I, my, I just remember the person who'd graded my other one really really well gave me an A for it was like right. I, 
I don't I don't know what this is. <laughs> but I was wearing that no. coat all my at one point in the long coat I had to I had to try and I thought I was I had superhuman strength and I right. was trying to scale a wall and it was an incredibly long and awkward <laughs> shot of me trying to climb a wall. Like fat me <laughs> trying to climb a wall in a long. And coat. this wasn't you dragging it out for a comedic effect. You just, I, could not get over the wall. I could not get over the wall. <laughs> is, Which, this, is this why you got your Spice Girl boots just to give yourself some clearance yeah, for the exactly. coat on the ground? And I'll tell you what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, that's you in the shop getting walking into Buffalo shot. Hello, sir. Can I help you? Well, I'll tell, you, tell what you what I want. What I really, really <laughs> <Yeah>. want. Nineties <laughs> reference again. I know. I'm a forty-five-year-old man. You're doing well, Dickie. What am I going to do? I don't know that I'm doing well at all. So let's get Christmassy. Yeah. Um, I have uh, I've totally um, airplaned my phone, so I'm, uh, we are uninterrupted. We are recording this, by the way, in the actual mill pod. Hmm? Yeah, we were back in, um, when when I first moved into our house, we record, uh, when we first set it up, I was we built a tiny little pod at the back. And this is where I kind of work for most days now. So this is a continuation yeah. of this my work. This is where we recorded day. most of them, haven't we? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And we recorded um, our EP. Our EP, yes. Yeah, our so our our only EP <laughs> with um our covers of Knife and Strange Powers, and then you did Borderline, Borderline and I did and, uh, <laughs> No Diggity. It's very sad for it's the of most no played diggity. of all four of them. You know, really? Yes, it is by a long shot. I think that's more just for it's comic really potential. Good. It's my voice. Oh, no, I, it's really there was good. a uh, there was a person who used to listen to this, David Dave. He was one of our students. Dave Wolf. Dave Wolf. Great. Wolfie. The Wolfman. The <laughs> Wolfmaster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Remember his slogan. He was Wolfie. So Wolfie. Um, but at one point said he liked it an awful lot. He liked what he liked about it most was that it got sadder as it went by. Oh, my really? voice gets more plaintive. A lot of plaintive voices. There's a plaintive voice in this. Um, I always think Emily maintains I have a really nice voice. I don't know that I do. I think I have an okay voice, but I feel that I hide it. I think you're... I can hear and you're singing you're not as confident as you should be. I should think be I can. Do you know when I'm most confident is sitting in, is in the car singing Let It Go with Ivan Rosa. Then I'm okay. very confident. Nice. So let's imagine every time you close your eyes, you're driving the car and you're singing yeah. Let It Go. Fair I have enough. to admit that's one of my it's not even a rare pleasure. It's a very regular pleasure when we do drive. Yeah, nice. Ivan Rosa now like basically our DJs from the back of the car. Oh, I band phone. as well. I got my what's, uh, his, what's his music taste like? I got my end of year Apple Music wrap up kind yeah, yeah, of. Yeah. And you know what my most played track was? The Longest Time by Billy Joel. Ben loves it. <laughs> yeah, Second Ben was, loves it. Yeah, oh, good it's excuse. An awful song. Because it's, it's, terrible. it's mostly a cappella, <laughs> but it's got a bit of bass in it. But what some of those people are doing in the background is just horrific. But uh second most played one was Back in Black by A C D C. Then Immigrant Song with Led Zeppelin. These are I like Immigrant Song. I don't like Led Zeppelin, as you know, oh, but I like Immigrant right. Song. <laughs> We've had this discussion before, <laughs> probably around 13 or 14 years ago. Yeah. Uh, immigrant Song is a great one. Yeah. And I actually was just flicking past and Ro um, School of Rock was on again last night. And uh, it's, it's, that yeah. really has to the test of time. Oh, it has, yeah. Uh, ben and I've watched that about three or four times. It's great. So I've loved it. Yeah, I think, um, really uh, yeah, I definitely did. Okay, well, this is in no way Christmassy. So let's yep. be Christmassy. What the... What the what the? I think I lost it. I, I'm on my made a shonky. Where? Do you want me to ask one? Do you know what? Yeah, please do because I fear that I'm just after up de um deleting my um my my actual questions. I think I can send them to you. Um, but you're on air airplane mode, are you? Um, yeah. Right. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question. Uh, go for it. Right. What's the closest you've come to ruining Christmas or having it ruined by someone else? I fear so ruining Christmas 
it depends on who thinks I'm. It, it, do I feel I've ruined it or someone else's feel I've ruined it? So Ross, my brother, had a habit. He he's a perfectionist, right? right? He is a perfectionist to the point that no one else can do anything as good as he can. I fear I have tendencies. Is that being a perfectionist or is that being a control freak? Control freak. Maybe control <laughs> freak is better. Maybe control freak is closer to actually what it is. I am. Um, so one year, my dad and me, we, we selected the Christmas tree. We put the lights on. We did the whole thing. Totally mm-hmm. fine. Ross arrived home, removed every single light and decoration from the tree and redid it because he just felt it wasn't up to scratch. Oh and he went ballistic at us for even doing the tree. And it wasn't that he wasn't included in the design yeah, yeah. process. It was just like, you clearly were never going to get this right. You didn't have me on board, lads. <coughs> and he, it was almost as if we'd ruined Christmas at that point wow. in time. That's now, worrying. Have I ever, uh, the times that I've ruined Christmas, I feel like, so it wasn't Christmas, it was around Christmas time when I told this story before, mm. where Emily's mum had a dinner party right. and it, but it wasn't a dinner party with like loads of people it was like it wasn't really a dinner party she basically had these this couple over um, who were um, they were gallerists Sorry, sorry go on same thing what, what were they? <laughs> gallerists so they uh, they basically the were oh, art collectors okay. and had a gallery okay. um, but they were quite conservative right. and I think that she may well have been nervous about how you. conversation well <laughs> she should have been yeah. I think she assumed because I will happily talk to anyone right. that I'd probably be a good person to have there yeah. because there's a good chance that I wouldn't you won't you won't let an uncomfortable silence hang no I will fill it without adding to it the fear <laughs> yeah. I will fill it but yeah. I'm just not too sure with what I will fill it so at one point I think they were talking about they had a kid who was a toddler and they were talking about uh, this was before I had kids and they were like talking about you know um the kid falling over a lot and I said oh, it's just like Emily and, <laughs> and Emily just looked at me and I like she had the side eyes where I should have just known don't say anymore and I said I think it's when small people just have a very low, low center, center of gravity, gravity. Yeah. and Emily just looked at me and said where are you going with this like she didn't say it but you could tell, I could tell she was yeah. saying with her eyes yeah. where are you going with this and I just said like she like, just was she's like you know you know this when you're a kid and it's yeah. Christmas time and you get one of those punch bags that have a yeah, heavy yeah. bottom and you just punch it yeah, and it yeah. rolls back up, and back up and I said just like Emily yeah. and then Emily basically <laughs> didn't talk but yeah. like was mortified for the rest of the thing and then but why was she surprised that you would do that because I mean that seems like that you could have bet the house that that was going to happen that I would have done or that or something like that was going to happen I think she maintained that by me doing that joke that me telling this ridiculous like non sequitur story that has nothing to do with anything we just talked about yeah, before yeah. or their toddler and I'm sure they're going this I'm not going back to that house again I have no idea what, what way did they like. react to it silently Wow. Yeah, they did. Or they might, or at, at best, the husband might have done a ah, wow, weak, weak chuckle yeah. kind of thing. Not I just can't imagine any Irish person not responding to that with humor and just, you know. But like, it's clearly a joke, it's Clearly right? a joke, yeah. I think Emily maintained that they may have thought that I was like, suggesting that I was like, I, I that she had been hit or something like right. that before. Well, if they did think that, they're obviously idiots and just, you know. That's swingers for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, let's just all have sex today. You're not going to laugh, you know. I, I don't think, but 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 like. I you whip I, off your trousers, your Velcro trousers really quickly. I think. Let's do this. I've been so, in my entire life. Um, I wish I had Velcro trousers now you mentioned that. My, <laughs> I, my entire life, I kind of think that I, I've got my questions back. I, I, I've, I've managed to salvage them. My entire life, I've wanted Christmas to be so perfect. Mm. That w- the only person who's ever been 
truly disappointed by Christmas in my head is me. Right. And I, that's nonsense. When but, I was a kid, I remember. Yeah, but what's per, what's what what's the closest it's been, and what made it not perfect? What are the things that kind of are you just thinking this could be better, or this went wrong, or what is it that's I? So I I I come from I I do know that when I was a kid, tradition seemed incredibly important, right. and I know in Emily's family, tradition is very important. There are ways in which things need to be done. Right. So in I'm really looking forward to going to Emily mum, Emily's mum's house, like you know for Christmas. One of the things that we always do is you know everybody wakes up in the morning and we all pile into one bed and everyone gets stockings and they open their stockings. Emily's mum as well. You're in the bed with Emily's mum. Yeah. Like I'm at the end. <laughs> She's the head of the bed. <laughs> You're such They're all in the bed together? Think Eric and Ernie as opposed to anything no, else. No, I'm not saying anything's going on. I'm just saying it's yeah. weird. So, like, last year, for example, we had... How many people were in the bed? We had, so, Simon, Rosa, me and Emily. So, that's four. Rini, Emily's mum. And then Claire, her sister. And Shane, her, her partner. And Quiva, their baby. So, there we go. We had seven. Eight people in one in one small bed. There was a real year? danger that that bed was going to collapse because there's no way this bed was made. Just all go into the sitting room. What are you all doing? In... Because it's tradition, Will. <laughs> but the, but, but, I re- a, but this, I did think... you not think it was weird the first time it happened? Because that's a tradition that's kind of been yeah. I I loved imposed it. on you. Like I never had a stocking before. Like it was stockings were not a part. I mean, I know you think I basically lived in Victorian times and yeah. was it from the the rich house, whereas you were yeah, with your ringlets and your velvet suit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> whereas you <laughs> were where, whereas you were working, you were the you were the kid waiting to catch yeah, the coin that exactly. my granddad Scrooge would send to you <laughs> exactly. and then to buy a Christmas goose. <laughs> um, but I um I was not that. I I think that I we we didn't have stockings, and they, so I the the idea of a stocking like. One of my first Christmases that I spent the right. night in Emily's mum's house, Christmas Eve's, um, one of my presents was a stocking and then with things inside it. And I was like, this What was in it? A satsuma. Of course there's a, a satsuma. There's always a satsuma. Satsuma. You don't, you don't really put that in it, do you? Yeah, yeah. That's like I don't. Ho- that's not that's my like responsibility. That's like Halloween and getting actual fruit and nuts from somebody. You don't <laughs> want that. Have you, do you remember ever getting a Brazil nut in Hall- at Halloween? No. I oh, swear it, to God, it, one year someone gave one, us. It would have just been thrown away instantly. Well, it, with me, it would have just been left in the back of a wardrobe until it rotted. <laughs> so we got. There was one year when the one house clearly just were just begrudgers and hated children because yeah. they gave nothing but walnuts and Brazil nuts. Like wow. no one's ever getting into any of those until Christmas time when nutcrackers are clearly available everywhere. <laughs> um, so do you do you have to? The stocking thing is something Emily's mom does. You know, everyone you, does it. Everyone? So everybody... So you this, have someone this, you fill a stocking for? No, well, Santa obviously puts a lot of things in kids. a stocking. Yeah. Um, And then everybody is expected... So one of your other questions, I think, is going to be about the approach to Christmas. Right. So can I ask it? You can ask it because right. it does relate. And I'll come back to the other question as well. In terms of ruining... So I think in terms of ruining Christmas, I think sometimes when your expectations of how Christmas should go aren't met, they can be really disappointing. I remember the first Christmas when I didn't watch much TV. I was sad. Right. I remember the first Christmas um, where I, uh, I do remember this quite specifically. I was 12 and I'd done the tree and I really loved the tree in the way we'd done it. I was really happy yeah. with the, the colours, the lights, everything like that. And I just sat on the couch for reading a book, I'd say, for an entire hour and just every couple of minutes just looking up and marvelling at the tree as it mm. sort of twinkled in my glass and I went 
this is living, Nikki. <laughs> and <laughs> we've made it. I think that, like, maybe when I was thirteen or fourteen, I went and did the same thing again. Right, it's not the same. No, and I do think that you peaked. Yeah, I had a peak Christmas, and I think that until you start finding new traditions, when you're just there, Christmas is bound to be a disappointment because it's like you have that. Have you ever had like that one night out with your mates mm. that was like or playing with a band mm. like it, it's, I think yeah, that's yeah. Like the easiest one where you just everything comes together like oh, I remember yeah. playing seeing Groom play <laughs> you were crap the rest of the time no, <laughs> I remember seeing Groom play in the Boom Boom Room right oh, yeah, yeah. it doesn't exist anymore another Jesus Christ it shows you <laughs> there. and it was the one of the only times you played with two drummers Ruin and Brian both played together right oh we, we did lots of gigs that was the only one you saw <laughs> but I, I, I've been to so many Groom gigs but I was at that uh, but, but that gig I was at yeah. and it was it was amazing. Mm. Like it was absolutely like it was the best you guys sounded as right. far as I was concerned. And it was just like genuinely like what blown away by the power of what it was. Every other gig since then was a absolutely disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> that was not what I was going to say. But you do. But, you, but I just know from the perspective of I remember when I was DJing, like, you know, you'd, DJ, you'd play in a site and you'd play maybe a specific part of maybe you did three songs in a row and it went really well the first time yeah. like oh man can't it wait to play those three songs in a row again and now I'm going to do another one and it just doesn't go down well because yeah, yeah. whatever the chemistry is wrong or the crowd is not yeah. in for at that point in time but I think Christmas we have so much expectation like I like there was uh, the amount of people now who are keeping their kids out of school because they don't want them to get COVID over the, in, from the school. It's a, right. So as they, they don't ruin Christmas. The amount of expectation we... Wow, I didn't we, know people were doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The amount wow. of... Ben's <laughs> COVID and everywhere. Um, <laughs> but the, the amount of expectation we have on that one day and being right and healthy and well and happy for that one day yeah. is kind of set setting you up for disappointment almost all of the time. I don't have that mindset at all. I have to say, I don't really. I don't, well, I kind of, I'm not sitting around worrying about whether I'm going to get sick for Christmas. I just, it just wouldn't occur to me. And, well, you uh, are having your lips plumped, right? Yes, but that's not. That's just pure vanity. But crack, crack, <laughs> crack wax. <laughs> but I, I was sick for. I had a chest infection for Christmas about five years ago. It's the sickest, I've, sickest I've ever been, and it was unbelievable. But, you know. I wouldn't st uh, after that I wouldn't be kind of well, hope don't get sick at Christmas it just wouldn't occur to me it's all gravy from there Will yeah. every Christmas is better <laughs> as a result of you not having well, a chest infection what was my question for you was it about TV not about TV you were talking uh, about presents for presents oh yes so I said are you still locked in your spiralling arms race of multiple gifts for Emily each year, year or has sanity prevailed and you streamlined the procedure well let's talk about what it used to what it was you, and let's see if it's still that Okay, so what it was yeah. in your memory is that it was I I would basically try and get about ten gifts, about ten gifts. Yeah, each each one of them more fiendish, more. <laughs> no, <laughs> and more difficult to find than the last. No, each one of them as you know as meaningful, mm. useful, and and in some way like the a, the perfect gift, and right. all of them. No, I mean like I think part of me was going five of those need to be the perfect gift. Five of them need to be kind of a nice thing to have and well received. Mm. Not necessarily perfect, but okay. What's an example of a, an okay, nice gift to receive? What? Give me an example. So you can't buy anything smelly, like so. No candles right. or anything like that will not be well. Well, not wouldn't not. No, just, what what, are the, what are, an example of one you've gotten before? What, what would be th that? Would have been just okay. Just an average kind of stocking filler kind of present. I don't know, like. Mm, mm, no, now I'm trying to think about that. 
hair pajamas, like really nice okay. soft pajamas yeah, or something like good. that. You know, and what would be one of the perfect ones? The little now things you bought in the past. What, what was the last perfect one? I don't know what the last perfect one was. We are you just told out? No, not perfect. I just smashes it on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's like that kid <laughs> with the cake, you know. Ah, smashes it. No, I think the last perfect one was possibly. This is in the very, very early days of, of Bluetooth yeah. speakers. I got this okay. amazing Bluetooth speaker and it just revolutionized how often and where and how we were listening to music. Right. That's I, good. I, almost all of them were music related. I got Emily a really beautiful Roberts radio one year. And right. that was just like something that when we moved into our apartment together, it was like it was just part of our daily routine. Okay. So that was a really they're kind of big and really good presence. Um, element of practicality to them. Yeah, but that's kind of me. I always mm. want something to be... Yeah, and, yeah. and more and more, increasingly, I don't want to buy something. You know me, my climate head. <laughs> increasingly, I don't want to buy something that's that's going to be... That's not going to have use. Right. And it's just going to be a present for the present's sake. Right. So I'm, I think... But that's a lot of thinking about presents. One of my best presents yeah. I ever got was I got tickets. I got us tickets to go and see Blur in Hyde Park. Nice. Um, Flights and everything. That yeah. was possibly the best present one. I got. And that's like sort of pinnacle of where you can't really top that. But like, so 10 presents or so on the day. Yeah. That's a lot. But it's not. I don't mean a lot of gifts. It is a lot of gifts, but it's a lot of figuring out. It's hard enough to figure out one gift for a person. Agreed. And and especially when you don't have as much time. And also when you've only got so much, like you've bought stuff, you've bought everything. There's Mm -hmm. only something. My dad one year, three years in a row, brought me bought me a microwave. Every, every like so my dad would buy me a microwave and go happy christmas and i'd be like dad don't have to move. thank you i really appreciate yeah. it but i don't have room for a microwave in Another our kitchen microwave. and or, or, no i don't have room for one microwave yeah. thank you very much and he says everyone has to have a microwave love and i'm like oh, yeah i i don't want a microwave yeah, and yeah. i don't have space for a microwave thank you um and then we swapped it so we i'd swapped it one time for like a a DVD recorder or something like that. So right. pretty good, like yeah. a sweet deal. Um, <laughs> but then the next year, he was like, happy Christmas, love, a different <laughs> microwave. <laughs> he like, he'd gone back and returned it and got me a different microwave. Uh, and I said, dad, I'm not too sure whether you've yeah. got short term memory loss, but this time last year, you also gave me a microwave. And I also said yeah. um, that I didn't, I didn't yeah. want a microwave. Yeah. Thank you very much. And he says, no problem, love. Yeah. It'll never happen again. Never happen again. <laughs> Literally roll on. Smash 12 cut months. one year later. No, seriously, three years in a row, he got me a microwave. Oh and every single time I have to tell him, I still, by the way, to this day, do not own a microwave because I've returned it every single yeah. time. And I'm not a difficult. And you're, you're above that kind of thing. I don't like returning stuff and I don't like No, you're above for... having a microwave. I wouldn't say I'm you're, It's a class thing. You wouldn't have one. The same right. way you wouldn't have. I'm gonna, Deep I'm fat gonna fryer. See, I'm going to see if, if you, this will register on your face here. Yeah. Same way you wouldn't have tinsel in your decoration. Of course, I wouldn't have tinsel. In yeah, because you're middle class. You no, because shit. I care about the plant. Will <laughs> what's, what's wrong with tinsel? Tinsel is made of plastic. <laughs> it's one of the worst things. It, you, it's very hard to buy tinsel like anymore because tinsel is one of the worst things. It just goes into landfill and just lasts for it's thousands sparkly of years. Sparkly in the landfill. Fair enough. <laughs> don't like, you want sparkly landfill I bet you're one of those people who puts out the reindeer glitter like say <laughs> it's reindeer food reindeer food killing the few small like sort of small birds we have left in our gardens but I think your objections to tinsel would be class aesthetically based yeah I don't yeah. I don't I love tinsel you're, you're above it I did when I, I was a kid it. I remember when we were a kid we had those dangly direct so first of all they had a very limited shelf life like you'd take them mm. out every year and every year they would look a little bit more decrepit we had these things that would fan out into like a chandelier yeah 
We had these ones that were like they look like them in each each room and then and downstairs in the house. We know? had plastic holly. Yeah. And the plastic, clearly fake plastic holly that we'd put behind every single painting. My dad, to this yeah, day, yeah. when I go to his visitor's house and I'm helping put up Christmas decorations, is like, put the holly out and we have to take this plastic holly, which at this <laughs> stage is 40 years old, and just put it on top of all the paintings in the so house. So it's like we're plastic, Sticky, they last. So, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This Bakelite recorder is amazing. <laughs> um, but, um, but like, so we would have that, we had these plastic, these quite they were like if you looked at it it was like a rectangle mm. but then you'd pop out the rectangle and would it fall down into a lantern oh yeah and you, you could get chains in the same way chains. did you have chains yeah 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 with them and we, I remember now you probably have paper ones do you that we don't, the kids we, have drawn and stuff yeah god homemade decorations you're probably, getting, a wooden, you're probably getting yourself a yeah. wooden bike for yeah. Christmas <laughs> you're getting you your kids prick. all these wooden toys <laughs> what, what when, do you do sorry go on we used to have this thing that was kind of harem like where like there'd be a, a light fixture in the centre mm. of the room and my mum loved this which was those long dangly tinsel not tinsely things that would go from each corner yeah. and then sort of connect yeah, yeah. in the centre into the light yeah, chains they, like, yeah, yeah, they'd be like, like those accordion kind of things yeah yeah and um, so what's the big presents this year for the kids what are they looking for um, Sive has yet to write her Christmas letter. Wow, come mm. on. Mm. It is again to do with indecision. She doesn't like to decide on a thing. But Just I think... say Santa has a cutoff point. Yeah. And it's not Christmas Eve. Yeah. What, what if she wants something now you can't get? Make it a Santa run for her back. Santa knows. <laughs> Santa knows. Yeah. Um, and Rosa seems to have just said, I want one of these things and a surprise. And it's a list of long things. Okay. As I understand, because she sealed her letter incredibly quickly and posted it. So do you know what's on it? Yes. You are playing with fire there, Nikki. You are asking for It'll trouble. be fine. My plan is to ask Santa for 10 different things, each one increasingly <laughs> better and see how that goes. Um, no, I am. Um, it'll be it'll be grand. And in terms of your question, have I streamlined? Yes, but I think that's because I don't just have Emily to buy for now. I have Emily and Sive and Rosa and her mum and her sister and her sister's uh, partner and their baby Hang on a and my dad and Gary and Ross You're and all my nephews for her sister's partner my non-married brother-in-law F that <laughs> I'm by brothers this year, and sisters yeah their partners I love them no this year yeah, it's you're, too much it is kind of too much isn't it yeah. this year I took a day off these, the only, it was the only way I knew I was going to have an insane last few weeks right. so I took a day off specifically to go and do my Christmas shop and I'm like it was like strategic I was like do you I, go and do it you go and buy stuff you don't do it online got, got a couple of things online but like I like to physically buy things in shops so I like to I see them not no no I kind of feel it's important if, if, post if COVID it's well, I do feel like it's that. important to be able to like sort of support a few shops anyway as best I can the amount of shops who can afford to do that it's just, you know, I, I went to buy a book. On recently. the big books now? Well, I can afford that. Throwing the money <laughs> On the gravy train. Uh, but I, I just take Francis, r- rolls of ones out. <laughs> <laughs> there was a book I wanted to buy. Uh, and I was in town and I looked at it and it was 29 euro. And I looked online and it was 18. Yeah. And I was kind of going, I would love to give the money to this brick and mortar shop. But I can't afford to Another not 11 save quid. 11 quid wherever yeah. I can. Not that I'm, you know, counting pennies or anything like that. But if I could save 11 quid, yeah. I will. You yeah, know? I and it's that. just, you know, it's unfortunate, but 
got to be more competitive to get my money. If it was, it was two or three quid in the difference, I would have bought it there and then. Yeah, I kind of know what you mean. But, but I it's just how quickly all of that adds up, you know, when you think about what you could save online, you know. Do you know we've been talking for almost an hour? It doesn't feel like it. Are you boiling? I'm boiling. No, I I'm fine. I put the heat on before no, I got good. in here, so it should be okay. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I buy a lot of presents. I now can't get 10 presents for Emily because I actually have to get stocking presents and a real present, at least two stocking presents for every one of those people. And the present on top of that. That's too much. It is too much. How many people are you talking about? Eight. How, in two, how am I buying presents for? Yeah. No, touch on 19 or 20. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'm not buying multiple presents for 19 or 20 people. Well, my brothers and sisters and I have all just gone, just spend it on the kids. We don't need anything from each other. We're good. I kind of feel that way as well. And it's just, come on. I've decided. Grow the F up, people. Myself it's, and, you know, and Gary don't buy each other presents. Well, we, we say we don't buy each other presents, but we always do. And it's always going to be an experience. Like last year, I got them tickets to David O'Darty so the three of us could go out together because we don't go out very often. Right. And like this year, I've got them a ticket to a thing as well. Like I, I my brother and sisters, I were not really good at birthday presents either but i've started again just getting everyone birthday presents it's just yeah. but um yeah so i'll do that but christmas presents we used to do the chris kindle thing just to kind of save a few quid because mm. there's like five of us you know uh and then it was at one point it was plus partners it was just it was so expensive you know also there was there was shoegate that time that's the other thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> my brother and i had a very silent argument about the fact that i b- bought boots for joyce not in his wife's Clark's shoe shop that she <laughs> she she was the manager of, and uh, we, it, it ended up with me going. Uh, so my mom and dad wouldn't hear me go go fuck yourself, <laughs> and, he's go, and he's going what what you say you fucking hear me go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I told that story to Denise, and she says she still laughs regular every Christmas. That that's that's funny. That I just this idea of Denise looking across the room at you and someone saying, "Well, go fuck yourself." We've done that before, looking yeah, yeah, across yeah. each other at a meeting. Go fuck yeah, yeah, but uh, but I just love the idea of you not your parents, you not your parents, you you not wanting your parents oh, to course, know that you're yeah, um, you're, you're, you're annoyed. Here, <laughs> I should take a picture of you, by the way, in your throne portrait style. Look at him, just look at him. So cool. He's got his face on. He's got his podcasting face <laughs> on. Um, I like one of you. Honey, we'll just stitch it together. Like we're can we just make him really close? <laughs> Hang on, I need to get past the like goon. I look like a total goon, do I? About, about, about normal typical goonish that's <laughs> fine I'm happy with that um, I'm going to ask you a question Will because I on. didn't realise I, I haven't asked you a question yet okay so we're talking about presents which mm. present from your Christmases past do you think that you'd most like to still own and play with and I'm not talking about like uh, like a land cruiser that you've kept in its box right okay since like 1983 right Um, I remember you know it was well past that that time when you're you're believing in Santa and stuff like that, but what? it was sorry for the spoiler alert, uh, alert on this one. But uh, uh, I remember getting a keyboard for Christmas, like a little Yamaha keyboard, and that was huge. That was a huge present. But actually, toys and stuff like that. I remember um, having uh, what was it called? Super Striker, oh, which yeah. was like an alternative Subutio. Yeah, but Subutio was like the little figures would be on a little dome kind of base and you'd flick them around the place super striker you press down their heads and they would kick the ball that's even better yeah much better so that was great until my cousin bill and my brother john flushed all of the the figures down the drain in a fit of peak just to see what would happen (laughs) you know that i was just left with the 
the sad abandoned super striker pitch useful and, you know the grass just grew over and it was, just, it was never used again but uh, that was the last the biggest one i remember getting getting the most fun out of it until i got the keyboard but i don't really remember a lot of friends i, I remember action men and stuff like mm. that and Star Wars stuff as a kid. But um, they do, they, I think when you're younger, they tend to blend it. I very, very, very much remember my Wendy house. Like, seriously remember my Wendy house. And to be honest with you, wouldn't mind a little Wendy house to be able to disappear into from time to time. Well, that's, is this not what we're in right now? Just this high-tech Wendy house? I have house? built a, a, a Wendy house of bricks it and felt. Away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that my Wendy house, I absolutely adored. There was something about it. <laughs> I and I I think that I remember it most because it was one of those Christmases where there was a picture taken of me in it oh, and I, I looked dig that out. so content I like just, just so happy a homeowner oh my god at last <laughs> got the keys guys and I was inside there I loved my Wendy house and I think yeah there was a there was a real guilt I have real guilt attached to some presents at Christmas and this is remember when Emily was asking like Emily before like I mean some my one year um we used to have a mobile home. But we used to have a mobile home dead in Clare that we went on holidays in all the time. And it ended up becoming a bit of a colander. Like it was just lots of repairs. Like it was just filled with water. Every single time we'd go down and you'd open the door and it'd be like, like an entire river of water would come out of it. And we'd spend like the first day and a half trying to dry everything out before we could sleep in it. It was like, it was ridiculous. And my mum got really angry about it and didn't like it. And my dad sold this mobile home and the pitch. Like it was the worst thing he ever did. Like he shouldn't have sold it. Like to this day, I'm like, oh man, if he still had that. Or we'd gotten another one there. It would have been just like the best place to go on holidays with my kids. Because I, I went there last yeah. summer and last the summer before last. And we just went to all the places I went as a yeah, kid. Yeah, and it was yeah. total like nostalgia fest. It was Into just, the river and the nip, the lot of you. Absolutely. Like absolutely. Jeez. I have a picture of us in, not in the river. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, yeah, we hopped into the river and the nip. All that sort of stuff like of that. Um, yeah. But um, but dad he bought, used them. We got our Santa presents up at that. Mm-hmm. But then dad said, oh, you should look out in the back garden. And looked in the back garden. And my dad had bought us a dinghy, like a mirror dinghy, which is like a little sailboat. A mirror? What do you mean by that? So is mirror, that a brand name? It's or a brand name. Okay, so sorry. a mirror dinghy. It's like this kind of two-person little boat. Okay. Um, He'd bought us a boat around 300 pounds at the time, right, which okay. is a lot of money, I would have yeah, said. Yeah. But he'd, he told us that he'd used the, like, sell, selling off the caravan to buy us this boat. Right. Right? And we are like, is that the first you'd heard that the caravan was gone? No, we knew the caravan okay, was okay. gone, but he told us he'd used the money from the caravan to buy this boat, yeah. right? And then we sailed the boat three times. Right. It was a disaster, right? Where did you sail it? Oh, on like Estree down in Malahide. Oh, okay. So we launched it and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was grand. We got it and, and it was, we just weren't very good sailors. Like we had done sailing courses, okay. but we just weren't very good sailors and that was what it was. But um, to this day, dad says, oh yeah. I got rid of that caravan so I could get you that boat. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't, Dad. Yeah. No, you, you <laughs> really no didn't. You he says, oh, yeah, worst decision I ever made. And I said, Dad, you'd not, the, the connection between the caravan <laughs> and the, this boat is entirely in your head. Yeah. And yet you've managed. He says, that's how I remember it. And I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, when it comes to extravagant presents yeah. or big presents, I think I dislike them more than I like right. my Wendy house. And I think that they're the thing that that's so I think that, yeah, Wendy has this, you can't really beat like a, a home of your own little like you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. We used to have this, a friend of mine, Niall and Dave, who lived down the road, both live in America now, but they were, um, they had this uh, shack thing built in the back garden 
and three of us could climb into it. We'd just be lying down and it just all facing the same direction. It was like a little cockpit. Yeah. And uh, it was great. Absolutely brilliant just to have that little space that you could go to. It was, it was uh, brilliant. Gary and Ross, this this is like a year and a half ago. So my Gary and my, my lives in now lives in the house that I grew up in since from when I was 11 or so, 10. And um, he um, had to do some work in the back garden. Mm. And he told my brother Ross, and he says, "You can't do work there. That's where our time capsule is is buried, <laughs> right?" And so it was a cap time capsule from nineteen ninety one. Yeah. And Gary says, "Well, if you want, you can come out and dig it up." And he says, "Well, I can only come out on Saturday." And he says, "Well, I'm going to a communion on Saturday. I can't be there." And Gary, Ross is like, "It's fine. Leave me the keys. I'll let myself in." And Ross, my dad went just to see what yeah, Ross did. Yeah. Ross spent three hours trying to find the place that he had buried this time right. capsule eventually found it and dug it up and it was still intact like there was an right. old pair of, like Reebok pump runners or something in there and, and like you know the drawings of He-Man type figures from you with tiny pants listen <laughs> don't knock it till you've seen them, um, <laughs> seen them. and um, but the, like but it was like it was Ross was like it was the most worthwhile thing but do you know who it was that had um, buried, had buried it mm. so Ross Gary and another one of uh, two of our friends had buried it there and they were the tea and biscuits gang the tea and biscuits gang. The I tea remember you talking about those So the before, tea and yeah. so we they had built a a tree house in, in yeah. one of the trees at the at the back of our like there's one of these huge conifer things like that was at the back of our um not huge but like overgrown at the back of the house and mm. they would built this very makeshift um t- uh, tree house that could in theory fit one person right. but if you were four children and you were happy to just like sort of be like literally cheek to cheek together you kind of fit in there and have your tea and your biscuits. Um, <laughs> but that was the name of uh, in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. That was the nickname Clooney had for the CIA, the Tea and Biscuit Company. I didn't know that. There you go. Wow, <laughs> I didn't remember that at all. <laughs> but yeah, that's that was that was where that's where where I was at. Uh, you asked me another question. Oh, we've been talking for so long. All we're right, s- we're uh, such good chatters. Will yeah. let me just find my questions here. I got um, another one here for you if you want. Uh, go ahead. All right. Is there a particular Christmas to which you'd like to return, or is it have they all blended in too much? Um, they're all kind of the same. They're, 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 you know, I mean, the only, well, obviously when Ben was born, Christmases were different and they, they took on a lot more, hmm. uh, importance in a way, you know, but the, the family Christmas has always been pretty much the same in kind of the same order each day. We, we, we don't, uh, I guess because my oldest niece is 18 now. No way. And, uh, and Ben is the youngest at eight. So, you know, that changes everything, the dynamic and, you know, yeah. like people like we we haven't all been in the same place for Christmas and in uh, since then, you know, we've we've all been there that morning, but we haven't been staying in the house together all day long until the evening when we all go home. But um, so it hasn't been like that in a long time. But uh, like when Ben was about four, when he started to first really become aware and really understand what was going on at Christmas, that was pretty, pretty amazing, you know. But um, the childhood ones, not so much. Uh, they do kind of blend together. I can't, can't even remember specific presents anymore. You know, they would just mm. they all blend together. I but remember the first time my parents, <coughs> my, my, I got a present that was absolute crap. <laughs> clothes. <laughs> clothes? What kind of clothes? 13th birthday clothes that like had been chosen by someone who clearly didn't know me. Right. They were, there was, it was a black. Sensible clothes very sensible yeah, there was yeah. a pair of black cords 
a black I'm wearing cords right now Nick I'm not knocking them but these were not fashionable cords <laughs> yeah. like yours like these were kind of like my brown fashionable these are the kind of things you go to best menswear and you right. buy pleated like, cords pleated cords oh. imagine yeah cords that have been ironed that's kind of what you're looking yeah, yeah. at Um, a black kind of turtleneck sweater that had suede shoulder oh, nice. pads on it <laughs> and I'm like, like over the top, like like as if they were halfway towards an epaulette, but they right, weren't. Okay. They didn't have the any any like yeah. beret holding qualities, <laughs> like totally pointless. Like, and I remember just the disappointment I felt about that. But at thirteen, I guess, what is your expectations for presents at thirteen? Something expensive. Yeah. What? Something good. It's <laughs> all I want. <laughs> but you should know. Yeah. And what was the best present you ever got as a? You know, even into your non-believing years, you know. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know when you, you know when you start getting more practical presents, or you get a few quid or whatever it might be for Christmas, rather than uh yeah, here's your big Christmas present kind of. You know, what was the best one you got? What bean bag, a bean bag, bean bag. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, I remember like like myself and Gary and Ross all got bean bags for Christmas one year, right, and okay. we oh they were the best thing we just absolutely adored them like we used them on literally until they were nothing but beans left like until they were they were beanless until they were basically just <laughs> flaccid bags. ball bags like basically you know they, no, they didn't think to go and restuff them no, it was just no, like no, no. Just get less and less no it's Closer dead now closer to the ground yeah no, but that was exactly what it was that, that was the one that gary and um i myself and my friend cormac were like in that in the front room and the first time i was sort of befriending cormac again we were sitting watching a film and gary and ross walked into the room so i was with a friend walked out and then five minutes later ran in entirely in the nip and said remember i told you it's oh my god i told you about this before they jumped on top of me and said nudie time nudie time and basically I... were just started to wrestle me and cormac in the nip though 100 in the nip like not wow. just like not even like vest on top you no never pants. did um like nip stuff just to like nip embarrass stuff. anyone or for no you know never would have no i would no. never cross my mind to, not you no know, like, it'd be hilarious if i got in my nip and did this does it ross is a friend who anytime a party gets bored he just says right and just pulls his pants off just like walks around wow. with his pants off just think that this guy is, is moby a deviant yeah kind yeah. of yeah yeah, kind was, of. There was, <coughs> he was at one of their friends' twenty-first birthdays, and yeah. the dad was doing this really heartfelt speech about his son. His pants off. And the guy who said, "Enough!" and pulls <laughs> the pants down, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh Jesus, Stephen, <laughs> put it away!" No. And that was basically it. It was his way to finish, finish him, oh finish the God. story, and that's how it was going to go. Um, so, but how's but, your how's your poker face for getting a rubbish gift? Are you able to hide oh, that? Listen, are you? Well, you could give me. Something that you already gave me. No, now I say this because my dad gave me the microwave. My dad, you I didn't just, love very well. it was a big and expensive <laughs> one. And I was like, Dad, I told you before, I don't want it. I really appreciate it, but thank you very, very I much. I don't want it. Yeah. You just storm out of the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted a Wendy house. <laughs> they don't do them in your they size anymore, Nicky. Anymore, Nicky. Yeah. <laughs> Make um, one. In general, I am, I think, probably one of the better people to give mm. a gift to because I will let you know that it really feels meaningful because I will Even if it add. Doesn't. Yeah, but it usually <laughs> does. It usually does. I can always. Well, like, what if it doesn't? That's what I'm saying. If a poker face, you've got a terrible gift. Someone does really misjudge this. Doesn't know you. They won't well. know. They won't. They won't know. know. Okay. I I think my poker face is pretty good. I I I think um I would stick with it. I would just go with what I think. Mm. What I'd like. I think that I would be able to um poker it out, and no one would even know that I was unhappy with it. I, to the point that I would probably, even if I didn't want it, not like. Mm. I, I, 
I've never been at a point where I've taken a jumper, say that someone's bought me that was really ugly and not and 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 worn it. Right. Like, okay. uh, you know, well, coming around quick, put the jumper on. <laughs> yeah. I, I've not done that to that yeah. extent, but no. there have been times when I've I've held on to a gift so as to make sure that people were able to see that okay. I still had that That's gift. Nice. I think, That's and and I, and I'll always be really grateful. Like a friend First, of my, a friend mm. of mine tried to give me. It was I think it was my fortieth birthday. Uh, I was around in their house and they gave me here's your present and I opened it and it was this Japanese calligraphy pen it's the most 80s looking thing you've ever seen right you know? up your street and I was going in my head I was kind of going oh yeah I, I can kind of see why this person got me this they thought I might like it I do, do I draw a bit I like art, artistic things I love the old art and uh yeah, <laughs> I said cr- it's you're a crap at drawing your back at it. I know that's that's always been my maybe with this Japanese calligraphy pen, but um, I, I was thinking they might have misjudged this a little bit, but I can see how they got there. It's very 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 thoughtful of them, mm. and I was like, oh, thanks so much, this is great. And then I look up and they're just staring at me, in just such disappointment that I haven't cottoned on that I haven't been horrified at this pre- this joke present. And then they gave me the real thing, which is one of these uh, fancy remotes that control everything, which was quite a big thing at the time do you remember they were, they were thing? they were huge but this was a really good one you know the colour screen on it and everything but you um, said no it's fine I'll, t- I'll, I'll stick I, with the calligraphy pen I still keep the calligraphy pen yeah but uh, yeah so I, I'm, very, I'm pretty good at it but I, I, in, a, in a kind of like uh, I, I, if anyone gets me a present I'm actually quite moved pleased by it I'm very, very happy. I might not be exactly but I never would be you know pissed off or angry about it like you with the microwave I would never do that to my father <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly a worse <laughs> a son monster. than you. That's all it is. But I, I was going to go back to the Christmas I'd like to return to. I remember a Christmas where um, we went to. We used to have a very, like, a very busy Christmas morning. Mm. Like, we'd have people whose houses we'd have to go to. So we'd get up early, right? Get our, you know, come down to see if our presents had arrived. They had. We'd see them, have a play with them. Then we'd have to get into the shower, get dressed, and ready to go because we we're going to first of all go to one of my aunt's houses, probably Bunny. Maybe right. after that, we'd go to Vinnie and Sheila's house, friends of my parents. Then we drop into my Uncle Tom's house, who always had this incredibly like extravagant um, Christmas party on Christmas yeah. morning. So I had the neighbors in and I loved going there because I loved seeing my... They just had like the best mince pies. There was this like this real party house that was just at everything you could possibly want. And right. I just love the idea of it. And then you sort of arrive home and have like mum had timed the cooker. So the right. turkey, whatever, came on at the right time. And that would have been... Up until around 1988, right. that would have been a fairly normal thing. I'd happily probably take one of those 80s. So like, it'd be about 10 at that point, 10 or 11. Yeah, maybe. yeah 10 but or I mean, 11. Like, we used to go to my grandparents' houses in the, in the morning on Christmas Day. And they lived, like, one lived in Pier Street and one lived in Boyne Street. You could almost see the houses from each other. Mm. Like, one's behind Pier Station and one is just basically across the road, you know? Yeah. So we'd go there like a 20 minute drive in we'd stay for about half an hour at each one then drive home and I didn't want anyone coming to our house I just wanted it time to play it, in our house with each other and just be together I didn't want visitors or I didn't want to go visiting anybody anyone who called in I'd be going what are you doing here go clearly, to your own house you weirdo clearly I was trying to escape something yeah. I didn't like my own family you, you just want the mince pies also I just want the mince <laughs> pies in fairness hence the very long coat and me trying to scale a wall as yeah, an older too. man Try and uh, climb over a wall years later. I'm going to ask you another question. Okay. Um, uh, what about, okay, well, one of the, this is a question that I've been asking kids for the past while and getting some mm-hmm. good answers and not necessarily great answers. Kids I want, are stupid. You know. I'm not saying it. You yes. said that. Go on. Fair enough. I want you to help me build the ultimate Christmas movie, right? right? What do we need in it? So we've talked about love actually already. 
Yeah, no, that's that, good. Now, I'm hoping for something that's as good as Murphy's Law. <laughs> yeah. But Murphy's Law is just like... I only saw the poster for that the other day when I was looking through all... So I was good. looking... I was trying to find Nilpod related things for, to put into the jingle. Uh, and I was going through the page and looking for things. I saw the poster, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's so funny seeing that poster because we all look so much younger. <laughs> well, it was 10 Well, no, it wasn't yeah, 10 years it was ago. Near enough. That was Nilpod 102, maybe. Yeah, it's got to be. We recorded it in my back garden. It's got to be more than 10 years Dave ago. Then. Was there. Oh, it is definitely yeah. more than 10 years ago because Sive had only just been born. Sive mm. is almost 12. Yeah. So that's how long ago it was. So we were a lot younger. Yeah. I had brown hair at that point you in did. time. My hair is yeah. snowy white at this point. Well, you're still, you're dying it, right? Well, do you know, I met my uh, I, my friend Maggie who lives in Scotland um, uh, about a year ago. I went over to do some recording with her. And it was the first time we'd actually met in person, you know. Hmm. And almost the first thing she said was, you've got surprisingly dark hair for a man your age. Yeah. <laughs> you just but keep I, plucking them out as they well, get the gray I, I don't really, I don't really have much gray hair, but, but what I have, and I've shaved my beard now, and it's because my beard was really aging me. My beard was almost completely white. Yeah. And like six or seven years ago, it wasn't. Yeah. And uh, I've got these white tufts. Well, my, my beard was making me look like I dyed my hair. Yeah. So that's what it was. So I had to had to go. Mm-hmm. My dad's full Eugene. Is he, not Eugene Merman. Le- Eugene Le- Levy. Levy. With the, Levy. Levy like, he's got like snowy white hair. Like if he ever has double snowy white. But then perfectly black eyebrows, <coughs> like yep. seriously heavy duty black eyebrows. Yeah. remember the, quite recently i think we i, I told dad I, 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 we were just I, we were doing a funny sketch or something like that and did a drawing of dad and he said what's the eyebrows and i said your eyebrows and he says we have big eyebrows my dad is 77 wow your dad has like scorsese eyebrows absolutely kind of, yeah. yeah 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 and he's made films just as good <laughs> <laughs> at some point his in taxi driver wasn't yeah. quite as good so if you're trying to build an ultimate like so love actually is definitely no. not the ultimate i'm just christmas trying to film. think of it of a christmas movie that i actually like I, I, you like die hard well that's enough. not a christmas movie it's just set at christmas you could take christmas out of it it wouldn't make a difference yeah it's true it would have been like um, that home alone you couldn't home really alone. take christmas yeah out of it. ben and i watched that he, we love that um, I heard I've heard a few people who showed it to their kids and their kids think that he's too mean. They're like, why would he ben do that like to that people? No. <laughs> Ben's like, what I would have done is yeah. and is a perfect example. He went example. too easy on those guys. Yeah. Um yeah, I we, we tried to watch Jingle all the way the other day with Schwarzenegger. It's just truly awful. It's a terrible. It's truly bad. I kind of think though, like you know, you're someone who has I mean, maybe movie is not the way to go, but you're someone who's made music since you were like 15, 16, right? Yeah. Can you imagine that you'd written like Wonderful Christmas Time or <laughs> like, you know, even better, like Wish It Was Christmas, It Could Be Christmas Every Day by Slade. Oh, yeah. Or can you imagine just like every single, Shaking Stevens, there is no way. Has he got a Christmas song? Of course he does. What is it? Um, no, Chris Rea is the driving home for Christmas. Um, well, petrol prices as they are now, Nikki. I don't know if that's going to be an option. Yeah, exactly. Hitchhiking home for Christmas. <laughs> um, I'm th- th- shaking. Stevens has one. Has he? Yeah, it's a really big one. And it's so you can't think of the name of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. De- I don't think he does. I'm gonna have to de airplane. I, I don't think Chris Re- or Shaken Stevens does have a Christmas. Song. He does. I'm telling you now. I'm looking it up. We'll look. I'm looking it up. I'm gonna tell Go you. Ahead. Hmm? Go Shaken's ahead. Like, this is what everyone loves hearing. Uh, Christmas. Yeah, not, not Cheesemas. Christmas song. Mm. Yeah, you doing a Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, yeah. You uh, know it. Not a, you know it. It's not Snow one that rolls around falling. every year. Nicky, good, good, good copyright do, strike. I'm going to have to, Nicky, I'm going to have to edit this out. That's enough. 
Uh, that's Six seconds Nicky fair use policy Yeah You know It was 30 seconds You can't even do that now Alright Anyway So he does have Christmas night But yeah, like he does. There's yeah. no way He's like He's not knocking that out It's like You know the way is You it need a Mariah Carey Level Of all Christmas I want song. Yeah That's the one but Like Jesus those, somebody, somebody tried to sue her recently band-aid for that. are still cr- Screaming <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Sting's lying in his pockets yeah, And all that money He's meant for Africa Nice one Bono Chiching <laughs> Exactly and, um, Yeah so uh, Tonight Thank god It's them <laughs> a terrible sentiment Dead of you <laughs> Really That's a bit harsh Bono Yeah Apparently yeah. he didn't want to sing that line though That was the one line he didn't want to sing in the song. And they said you do that one yeah. yeah but then when they did the retread of it In like 2000 or something like that He insisted that he be allowed to sing that line oh, really? again Yeah yeah Because he was I think one of the few people who was still enough still of a going. pop star yeah. still going at that point. Um, so Christmas movies, I, I don't know. I I don't really... Like, I think something like uh, It's a Wonderful Life is quite a grim Christmas movie when really you think grim. about it. It's just that whole scene where the kid's getting his ears boxed at the start by the by the, the chemist. I oh, think It's just awful. His blood coming out of his ears. He's... Oh, permanent ear damage from it there's a bunch of different stuff that i think i think one of the and people will say i've already a christmas movie i'm gonna do a christmas movie it has christmas trees and snow it's gonna have all these things one of the most important things to having a christmas movie is disappointment of course like i I don't that seems like i don't think that's i don't know is that a really stupid thing to say i just i'm just thinking of there's a film called a christmas story I don't know. Which is a Canadian film. I think it was made for TV Canadian film. They've just done a sequel to it on Disney Plus for the first right. time because it's so beloved. This kid who basically all he wants for Christmas is a BB gun, a specific type of BB gun. Okay. And um, he goes to, he, he says to his parents and they're like, can't get a BB gun, they'll shoot right out, kid. Yeah. And then like, he goes to talk to Santa. Like, he used to like scramble up a slide to see Santa and he eventually gets to Santa and he asks Santa for it. And he goes, yeah, right, you got a BB gun, kid. You'll shoot your eye out, and then he gets a BB gun. Guess what he does? Shoots his eye. Out. <laughs> and it's kind of perfect. Could it, it ends with him just lying in the snow and the blood spreading yeah. out of the snow? He doesn't really shoot his eye out, but like it, that's the, the 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 idea of the expectation and the mm. the desire for the thing that you want being the most important thing. Yeah, I can't. Whether that but be, there has to be some level of disappointment in it because you need conflict, and that's the obvious one for a Christmas movie. But um, but the reason I think about it is like. Santa Claus the movie, right? Have you seen that film? With um, Dudley Moore. Oh yeah, um, long time John Lithgow. Yeah, I haven't seen it a long time. I'm not sure who plays Santa. Yeah. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say Santa or no, Santa? I just said it just there. Santa. Um, uh, not sure who plays Santa. I think it was. I think it was uh, Taron Egerton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good casting. Did she just re- re-market that movie as the Santa Claus? The Santa Claus. <laughs> they did that in Dublin. You know, which, you yeah. know, what they would like re re like re-title That must be things. a Dublin only thing. Is it, or is it an Ireland Santa. thing? Santa some Santis, some parts of our other parts of Ireland. It's an Ireland really? thing, okay. though, anyway. I wonder if that's true. But like that is like that's like they have like it's a no brainer. Right? Mm. That's going to fill seats. You're like yeah, yeah. Santa Claus a movie. <laughs> He's the best guy in the world. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see his movie. <laughs> like that's exactly what you were thinking when you were a kid. And then you go along to it, and they have created this plot where a disgruntled elf played by Dudley Moore has invented what they think is the ultimate present that allows mm. children to fly eating these kind of candy canes Jeez, I don't and Santa Claus but, but they're clearly dangerous like and will make a kid explode and Santa's like listen kid great idea mm. can't be doing it and he leaves to go to an evil toy maker played by John Lithgow who right. decides to like commercially create these and they put the uh, even though he knows they're dangerous and they put them in, in, in the hands of almost every single kid in the, on the planet 
And then there's a danger that basically every kid is about to explode. So I think Dudley Moore has to team up with Santa Claus and, you know, bury the hatchet and then go and I find all the that, dangerous toys. But it's like, it's terrible. Yeah. Like, it's really terrible. Yeah, that's not a very... I mean, that you could just... It has to take the Santa element out of that and it, you could still kind of make it work. I think, like, like obviously it's based on A Christmas Carol, but Scrooge might be one of the best ones. Scrooge is brilliant. Bill Murray. And uh, I love Elf. Elf is great. I only saw Elf once and I really like Will Ferrell, so I should yeah, watch it it's, again. It's worth it. Rosa moment, liked yeah. it. Sive, yeah. not so much. Not a fan. Like, I think she watched a bit of, bit of it. But I think, I often wonder, I oftentimes think that Christmas movies are made more for parents than they are for their kids. Possibly, yeah. Arthur Christmas was good. I Did quite like that. That. Yeah. that was the one, yeah, in which, like, you know, Santa was being displaced by a powerful son as opposed so, to yeah, a slightly yeah. weaker son. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and I think if we were to cast it, I think it's amazing that maybe has, you hadn't we shaved your know. beard. Sorry? If you hadn't shaved your beard. It could be, it could Santa, be. Santa, but, uh, <laughs> Santa all over. <laughs> but I think um, our old favourite Paul Rudd should be in a Christmas movie. I can't, can't imagine anyone better. He'd be kind of He'd good. be a good protagonist. In, uh, I'm, I'm almost certain he's in a Christmas movie. At this he point. must be. Seems. Was he in the Family Stone? I never was saw that, the Family uh, Stone. It's good. Is it good? Yeah, it's a good kind of uh, grown-up kind of Christmas drama thing. It's not like I mean, Four Christmases or something like no, that. No, no, no. It's a bit more, has a whiff of indie movie about it, but it's a lot of big stars in it. But uh, yeah. I just think, you, you, you imagine the amount of coin you'd be taking in <laughs> if you could do that. If you could just make a film that was a perennial favorite that ended yeah, up. Absolutely. Like, I weirdly, there's, but there are films that I, I think you have a question about this. Do I? Yeah, almost certainly you have a question about this. All right. Well, let me get right on that. Uh, so just like we always have been. Oh yeah, our recorder. We know modern Nikki would never do anything as common as watch TV on Christmas Day. Ugh, but growing up, TV sucks. But growing up, you didn't have to pretend you didn't like TV. <laughs> so I what like was TV. your what was your favorite Xmas film, or what film do you associate the most with that time of year? Uh, <clears throat> Raiders of the Lost Ark or mm. Temple of Doom? They're the ones, and they are no way Christmas. They're not Christmas at all. But is there any? Is there a Christmas movie you? That had to. I tend to watch Christmas movies a couple of weeks before Christmas. Yeah. But not on the day. Scrooged is another one, definitely. So mm. I remember my Aunt Bunny used to have, um, before she had kids, this is like in the late 80s, maybe very early 90s, maybe very early 90s, I don't know. But I would have said about 88, 89. Um, she, her father-in-law worked for Coca-Cola. Um, mm. And for some reason, they were able to get all these amazing posters so they like they had the post the movie poster for star trek the movie wrath of khan and okay. stuff like all these different which is, i know back in 82 or 83 they had all these different posters so she would have a party for all of the cousins so like there'd be around there was 25 cousins yeah. now but i think there was maybe 12 at that point and all of the cousins would just come and gather in her house and watch a film right and one year it was a star trek film but one year it was scrooge and it was just like the biggest hit wow. and it was a combination of we got a poster for the film we got loads of Coca-Cola, so we were off our heads yeah. on it. We had sweets. We had chewing gum because her husband at the time like worked for Wrigley. It was like just wow, kid bananas. The whole thing was sponsored. The whole thing was basically sponsored by the company. But <coughs> in some ways, both of them were probably reps. So it was but like is, is that a... my dad doing a party and just giving out a bird or paint to people. <laughs> like, you know, that little, was, little sample pots for everybody. Yeah. As you're leaving, just yeah. take, like, the, the, take the, a little pot of Magnolia there. Yeah, Magnolia's doing very well this year for <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah. But is it a, one of those urban myths that's, that Coke actually owned that traditional image of Santa in the red outfit? No, I believe it's true. It could be. I, yeah. did, I did hear that. I don't know if it's apocryphal or not. 
we have another um, we have another colleague who would often tell us the same apocryphal story over and over again oh god yeah yeah but sure, <laughs> i'm sure i was that boring we've all been there I, yeah I i've got another question for you will all right, let, will we make this the last one yeah we'll make this up? the last one okay okay um this might be quite a i'll just do so i've written two pantos now right oh no you haven't Oh, come on, Nikki. This is a joke that's been made by every single person who said, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a panto. Oh, no, you're not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that where, a behind you? Where, where are your best years? <laughs> behind you. <laughs> um, but, like, I really enjoyed it. I, they're not really pantos because I, I, for rights reasons, I can't include music, but they kind of... Why not? Wait, oh, because... If you, if you, yeah, of course, like, yeah. if you think about it these days, and actually for a long, long yeah, time, yeah. pantomimes have tended to be jukebox musicals, really, yeah, yeah. where you're choosing a popular song of the time and you'll so perform they're done it. live and yeah, yeah. they're not released. Yeah. But you can't actually yeah. put them out as a, as a radio thing. I'll um, write you, your panto song, Nikki. Hmm? I'll write you a panto song. I love writing panto songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is the panto. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Madam Twinkie? <laughs> or is it Twanky? <laughs> I don't know anymore. They're yeah, a dangerous territory for rhymes there yeah so, i was uh, didn't that that's the reason i, just, <laughs> I, I, I deviated from it. so if you were trapped inside a panto which are you know they mm. I, Emily was laughing the other day because you remember last year there was like a bit of a, a i think theaters had to shut again a little bit for very okay. or maybe the year before when, when things had opened up again and there was then there was a covid scare and they shut down, down again and stuff like that but um um there was people on talking about the panto sector has been seriously affected and the idea of a sector <laughs> the panto sector yeah, the you're panto like union. it can't be anything more than five theaters maybe possibly you know yeah. maybe no, it has to be more maybe just because i'm thinking of like you know the stole like you know you know they almost all around the country there's probably are quite a lot yeah, of them yeah. so i mean maybe i didn't mean to laugh at it but the idea of the panto sector <laughs> typical of my employers yeah. <laughs> um, don't care about anyone so if you were trapped inside a panto what would be the best and worst case scenario for you so first of all Ooh. the best the best character you're, you, you, I mean Will in your younger really years really testing my panto knowledge I don't know if I've ever really seen a panto would you be a Buttons type Buttons is the character who basically sort of is, is he Cinderella no or... I think Buttons is, is, is across a lot of them Buttons is this character who's kind of like uh, you're every man who kind of loves the lead actress okay. most of the time um and really really likes uh and and tells and, and is the protagonist the audience is kind of rooting for and also does the narrative thing of telling okay. exposition when we're going along gets us up to speed with where we are okay isn't necessarily the narrator but is the person who you're sort of thinking about all the way through okay so then there's the widow twanky I really don't know anything about Panther. who's like um who i've not featured in any another is that buttons. a particular well, or is it just someone that shows up at lots of different ones again? Pantomime dame. The idea of basically right. a man dressed in drag of who's playing a pretty ugly right. woman most of the time. Unless she's being played by Twink, in which case it is Twink and she is beautiful. The widow Twinkie. The wi- <laughs> she really missed <laughs> They must have. They have they to have done that at some point that. in time. But um, but like, would you like to be like a, a, the, an, an antagonist? Would you far prefer to be in like uh, uh, a panto where well, you basically villain. you're the villain because you're only going to be on stage maybe three scenes if you're the villain it seems like it would be the more fun part doesn't it and less labour intensive yeah I think I'd go villain but who are the villains in pantos oh they're like they're Is, all over the place like, but they're always are pantos always kind of Christmas based are they usually they're out at Christmas they tend not to be that Christmas based unless they do unless it's something like you what know, kind of pantos are there what Oh, it could be Jack and the Beanstalk. It could oh, be Cinderella. Okay. It could be, uh, you know, Hansel and Gretel. It's all of them. They're just really story. They're just really, 
they're they're kind of they're they're so kind basically of, do a pantomime on anything and just put in music or yeah they're story tropes yeah. that let you sort of go oh you know the basic structure of this it's mm. jack and jill so okay. or, or not jack and jill it's 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 snow white and so for snow white we're gonna need seven dwarves probably not these days but um <laughs> you're gonna or never just, see that play a panto again <laughs> yeah exactly um or um you're going to want to have uh, you're going to need to have uh, Snow White to root for. You're going to want to have an evil the, stepmother. The, yes, of course. So a lot of them just take the Disney format right, and then okay. just play around with them more than anything else. Yeah, you could do I, Aladdin, in which case, like, you know, not Salazar. What's his name? Who's the baddie in that? Jesus, I don't know. Is this a bad question to ask you because you just haven't seen it? I just don't know anything. I just, I'm realizing I, I've never actually been to a panto. What? I've never been to one. My dad, when he worked for Bird of Paints, no longer existing so it's fine but Berger Paints um, uh, every year they'd have like this sort of staff development fund like you know staff and, and one of their deals was your family and um, would be brought to the Panto the Olympia mm. or the Gaiety Panto every single year we get to go along and you get this bag of sweets and popcorn and just like not mixed together but like you know, <laughs> um, it's disgusting um, and you just all eat that sweets and popcorn and just enjoy yourself massively while watching the Panto and having Twink wave at you up, didn't you with your au pair and your cleaner and your caravan your caravan your car and your van. wheeled car oh my god a dinghy yeah you had it all didn't you I do just think yeah I, I and right? yeah clearly I was living <laughs> the high life so Panto's not for you and you, you've not seen I them I just don't know anything about them I guess I, and I, I like Ben has never wanted to go to one and I've been you, I guess I've, for the last couple of years one. I haven't been Panto's. you've been to one because oh, I've been I to one in work <laughs> oh Jesus the theatre department in work put one on once and I took they do it every it. year Will and yeah. I, I used well, to go I to it every it single year you went to it once but there was they were doing um, uh, Cinderella it was and Cinderella. so they had about 20 students but not quite enough relevant costumes to go around yeah and at one point Ben said to me, uh, we're all wedged into this classroom, very warm, and Ben lasted about 10 minutes before he wanted to go out in the hall and throw a ball around with me. Hmm. It's about four, and he goes, Dada, why is Spider Man over there? <laughs> and it was this guy <laughs> in a very ill fitting Spider Man costume just shuffling around at the back, just making up the numbers. I had to dance and along to it. At, yeah. one, at one point, I think, in that they had a scene where basically it's like, Oh, look, it's Spider Man. And that was it. Yeah. And just it, that sort it of. Just kind of limply waved at them, and that was it. So, yeah. what you're saying is the best role for you would be Spider Man. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Or if you, ever, if you know the internet meme of Spooder Man. It was a real deformed looking derpy drawing of a of Spider Man. It's you, you look it up, you'll see it. It's okay. Uh, it's a real. You'd happily pull that, that one. That's off. what it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But it'd what be nothing you? underneath. What, well, <laughs> if I was in a panto, yeah, you're the expert. You're the panto expert. I wouldn't say I'm an expert. Uh, I am award winning for it, but not <laughs> an a, award-winning I'm panto, an award winning panto expert. Art, uh, that's fine. <laughs> just like it's, that's kind of like what was it? Well, I always think you're the that you you've almost the perfect aphorism for that. What is it when you're you're winning at something that you shouldn't be winning? You're like the I don't know. Well, it's very politically incorrect these days. But we were talking. It's like being the world's tallest dwarf. Yeah, still a dwarf. Yeah, but you can't say that anymore. And I didn't. Heroin dad at the zoo. It's still, still heroin dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I don't know I would hate to be the kind of plucky hey everybody I would want to be I would probably happily be one of the ugly sisters that would that right. I would enjoy that because you don't have to be the full on villain you get to have loads of the comedy lines yeah. you get to have pratfalls you get to have your, your uppens come at the mm. end all those kind of things I, I'd happily do that at this point in time and have you ever been in one? 
No, the only time a school play. Well, I've been in several school plays. Yeah. One year, one, but I was just talking to Simon Rose about this earlier on, um, and this just shows you it was definitely the nineties. Um, at one point, like there, they've just we. I was in guys and not guys and dolls south pacific which is a terrible musical oh, yeah, yeah. and i think that most musicals chosen by schools mm. are not chosen by the students they're chosen by oh, the teachers by, always who absolutely yeah. like are trying to um like live vicariously through yeah. the students i never had my moment in musical theater but you in, will in, in our place the theater they put on south pacific years ago Bally and, high, and in high. it in it the course coordinator wrote in their own jokes course well that's better i can't you know it wasn't good enough you had to put and they were like modern references to do sneak it in yeah it was shocking absolutely shocking there was a bit well i i mean i've sadness around i was so i was in south pacific and i ended up getting the part of stew pot which is (laughs) basically a person who has four lines right and wears a t-shirt and is kind of a bit of a surly idiot right kind of the the quiet dumb side and basically we get for the part of stew pot imagine everyone looks at you crab (laughs) crab or goyle from like um harry potter like you know like um oh yeah 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 they're the whatever malfoy's Malfoy's stooges right so that's pretty much it but um but i remember i was going up for this other part of this kind of um kind of debonair gentleman who ended up like uh, well (laughs) i was thinking i can pull this off and there was there was two of us went up for the role me and this other guy anthony and Anthony was far more popular than me, like way more popular. Like, do you know what I mean? Good looking guy, like just was good at football. You didn't back out. All the girls liked it. I, I still you, think I could get it. I still think I could get that. Part. No, but you think I'm like, no, this is going to be fine. This is going to be on merit. I'm sure this is going to be on That's merit. That's how showbiz works. That's surely. how showbiz works. And what I'm going to do is I will just I will sing my little boots off and I will impress the teachers and the I'll teachers Billy will say the teachers will yeah the pe- teachers will say no no Anthony although you are strong and clearly very popular we want to go with Nikki because clearly we're going a the, different way we're going a different way a very different what actually way. happened was my music teacher knew we both wanted the part had us both practice it and then he said okay everyone now we are going to and they had the entire class it was a fourth year the entire class Everyone fourth year. vote publicly as yes. that's what happened, isn't so it? So forty oh people my myself and Anthony solo had to sing a verse and a chorus from Some Enchanted Evening <laughs> directly to <laughs> oh the God. audience of our peers, right? Oh my face God. to face. Did you go with first? Them. I can't remember. I genuinely yeah. can't remember which who went first, right? So we did that, we sang it straight through and how old? Then, how old? Oh, transition yourself fifteen. That's a lot older than I thought yeah. you were going to say. 15. And um, my and then the teacher says, okay, very good. Now, Nikki, Anthony, both turn around. Now I want a show of hands. Show everyone your arts. I, 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 <laughs> by a show you of hands. Split this thing somehow. Uh, who would like Nikki to play the role? Thank you. And did you hear behind? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just heard this. Yeah, exactly. But, now... Show of hands, Anthony. <laughs> like literally, it was like you could feel the wave of air hit you. I, in the I back. used those radio whooshes <laughs> to get transitions from one scene to the next. All your hair blew my, from behind. I like. Yeah. I swear to God, if you'd see me from behind, you would have seen my head just drop like into like, like into like my shoulders go up like mortification. Was that all of their hands coming down after voting for me? <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher just just went, "Okay, Anthony, congratulations." And I was like, Mickey, "Don't look back. Walk towards the door." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're out well I had to turn around join the chorus you'll be Stew Pot you know and, and like Stew Pot was clearly oh. like the giver like they're like we have to give him something the poor, the poor fecker nobody wants 
Nobody, nobody. He's like, bite your hand off now. So are you going to make me do a singing piece for Stewpot as well? No, he's part of the chorus. No, no, nobody wants that part. Nobody wants that part. Anyone <laughs> wants that. And Stewpot's costume was a white t-shirt on which I had scrawled in a black marker, Stewpot, oh, across the God. top. In the middle of the plate, this is not Christmas related anymore. We were all painted orange because that's what you had to look like. Because oh, it was like supposed to be like a tan or something? Tan, but we were just literally painted orange, like Sorry. Oompa Loompa orange. Okay. Um, so you're, uh, as the four nights of the play went yeah, on, yeah. like we were all, t-shirts our t-shirts like were rubbier, just rubbier. oranger and oranger. Yeah, it was yeah. just like sort of, and one, the fourth night, I think there was one guy who had a single line and his single line was in a big, in a big America. He says, tell him he's a stingy bastard, Mary. <laughs> that was the one accent. And this was the, this was the kid who'd like gotten this big line. He's like, he's going to say a bad word in oh, the school. Right. I was like, oh man, it's what a moment. And you're there, could have been me. Aced it. Like three yeah. nights in a row. Aced it three nights in a row. Fourth night, he um he was out and, he, and nobody thought. Right. It was like minor character. He only right. has this one line to say. And they're in the middle of it, the point, and, and Mary is doing her incredibly racist because Mary is like this right. person who does that. Uh, Happy talkie talkie, and it's clearly just a terrible Asian like sort of stereotype (laughs) in terms of how it's done. Um, so Mary would do this thing, and at one point, this one actor was meant to say, and it was a very important line because it was going to get a big laugh about that. Tell him he's a stingy, tell him he's a stingy bastard, Mary. (laughs) And um, he wasn't there, and it went entirely. It was total dead silence, like for way too long, like way too long. And then Liam O'Brien, who was a DJ in the year like that, and never really said anything particularly, just said. Tell him he's a stingy bastard, Mary. <laughs> With a massive Dublin accent on him. And the entire audience just erupted. And so did we. Uh, like, we just corpsed entirely on the stage at that. Best line. It was the best way to do it that way. Yes. Well, well my one adventure into... Uh, Performance. Into, like, school plays was Joseph had a Technicolor Dreamcode. And I was one of the brothers in it. And... Um, Joseph, you know what to say. But... For we we did a week of shows, like six shows, yeah. uh, and um, we were literally famous for a week. Like so there were girls waiting for us after each performance, autographs. getting autographs and yeah, stuff like that. Amazing. A week later, it was all over, yeah. and we, we were we were showing up at Welcome school. Welcome to going, the life of Stupid. Hey, it's us. Remember us from the play? And no, nobody gave Will's a wearing shit. his Will's, Will's trying I'm to still wear my loin loincloth. Can I have a loan of the multicolored detective dream coat? Just, you, why, do you, why do you want to wear the detective sir just don't just ask it's fading it's all going I've got to get it back I was on a promise and that promise <laughs> seems to have been rescinded it's not going to happen now you can help me out sir yeah. <laughs> exactly right let's uh, let's wrap it up let's wrap it up um, alright Nikki. happy Christmas happy Christmas I was going to say happy Christmas to our listener Oh, yeah. You and me. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners. That's plural. I, I can picture quite a few of them listening now. Some old faces. I'll be glad to know well, that they're listening. if you've managed to get to the end. Yeah. Or let's, let's put this in the very start. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Right. What's about to happen is a very, very long episode of Nilpod. Yes. Yeah. Um, we didn't know it would be this long. No. It took us some time to get into our groove. Yeah. Not that long. <laughs> but having got into that arse yeah. groove, we found ourselves at ease once more. Yeah. And we had so many questions to ask that we asked pretty much all of those questions. Yes. So apologies. Yeah. You if don't have you, to listen to it all in one go. No. If you manage to get to the end, which right. we we are now recording the end, yeah. but you can but we're gonna gonna we're gonna stick this at the start. Just let us know. Let us know if you get like twenty minutes in. Mm. Go on the Facebook page, yeah, still yeah. existing. Absolutely. And just say, I listened. Yeah. Let's have a code word. Oh, um, no, no, we well, don't we say no. We can't put the code word at the start. There'll be a code word at the end. And if you say that code word, we, and also what you think, 
don't say what you think. Yeah. I just don't. This is all getting very complicated. This is again yeah. your favorite phrase. Saw on the branch. <laughs> tell the branch you're sitting, you're sitting in. Okay. So enjoy a very long Christmas nil pot. Enjoy. It's a Christmas miracle. Please, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And then all we'll right. do our actual goodbye. All right. Okay. So right. having done that again. Yep. We're done. We're done. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Nikki. Well, it's been so nice having yeah. you back in the nil pot. It's been great. Yeah. We should do this more often. Let's say once every year. At least every Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> We're like Adam and Joe. Yeah, We're never exactly. as good We're as Adam and success. Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do, yeah, again, I always think that that's funny. You know, it's clear that I'm really pleased that there's a there's an equality between that. There was a time mm. when Joe was clearly becoming far more successful and well, Adam was kind of... out a bit now. So. No, no, I'm only joking. I think he's still yeah. doing quite well. You but at the same well, time, yeah. I do think that that equality between yeah, them is yeah. so much nicer. Yeah. We're and never going to end this at this rate. Bye. <laughs> Happy Bye. Christmas. Happy Christmas. Where are we going to? Where have we been? Will said it's time. So let's get stuck in. It's Christmas on Nilpod. Who knows what that means? Skelet tricks for Will. And for me, magic beans. I rustle the papers, confused by the sound. How glad could I be to have Will around? He makes it make sense, all the glitter, the lights. And reminds me each time it's Halloween with the frights. It's Christmas on Nilpod, you know what that means. Will's taking names, and I'm being obscene.